This is the Endless Ranters Podcast. Get it on. Get it on. This is Jaden. This is Chris. Welcome to episode 29 of the Endless Rainers podcast, the podcast for Adam Carolla fans by Adam Carolla fans. Thanks for listening and subscribing, and thanks to all of you for your support. We really appreciate it. Our guest today, you know, all of our guests are special, but some are more special than others, you have to say. You know, it's just the truth. And uh, our guest is an incredible talent. That has brought immeasurable laughs to Adam Krola fans for years. And I think Ace's words sum it up best. Prolific and amazing is what he said last week on ACS when our guest joined that show. I think we can also add genius to that list, but mm-hmm. everybody knows that. Uh, real quick, before we bring in the guest, just a reminder, look for and join the Endless Rainers podcast Facebook page. You can join the conversation there. We've also got a Twitter account. It's at Endless Ranters and Instagram at Endless Ranters Podcast. Also, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to the show. Quick shout out to episode 28 guest James Kutcher. Really enjoyed that. He is hilarious and we look forward to having him back. Sorry we couldn't spend more time with him, but uh, thanks, James. And uh, hi, guy. So, all right. (laughs) Let's get to it. We now welcome our next guest, the legendary Rich Banks. Welcome to the Endless Rainers podcast. It's an honor to have you here, sir. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. We really appreciate you making time for us. I know you had a busy day. So, um, and we'll kind of get right to it. We have so many things to talk to you about. And uh, as I was telling you, I hope you understand how curious our listeners are and Adam Carolla listeners are about you and kind of, you know, kind of what you do and just the the genius behind all these songs and the music so yeah you're genius it is yeah <laughs> it's okay to admit it yeah uh sure yeah uh i don't know where do you want me to start i can start uh when i met the guys or how i started yeah, the show so, or my background yeah, I, wherever you want normally we get into start at the earliest point from yeah we're normally we get to what you're calling from and uh you know what brought you there, but we know from your visit last week that you're in Mm -hmm. Arkansas and you kind of went from LA to Scottsdale, Arkansas. Uh, That's right. I've lived everywhere. Yeah. Got a little bit of what, you know, what you do, but uh, yeah, we'd like to start with your Adam Carolla origin story, you know, where it all began. Okay. Uh, Well, I have to go back a little farther just, just to give you a a tiny background, but I, I basically grew up in a household with music and my dad was signed years ago in the fifties before I was much, well, not that much <laughs> before I was born, uh, about 20 years before I was born. But anyway, in the, in the fifties, uh, he was, uh, he had a, he had a deal. And so he, he was on the American bandstand with Dick Clark and he did all that kind of stuff. And then he met my mom later. And then he had kind of a music career in, in, uh, country music, but the country career didn't really go anywhere. He was a little older and had a family and all that and a job. And, uh, so I heard music all the time and I started playing instruments and anyway, I played in bands and I did all that junk and then left bands and decided to want to play live and then started doing television music. And when I got into that, um, I gosh, I was uh, 29, 30 or whatever. By the time I did that, 
that became like a, that was like a real career, uh, making real money, doing music for, you know, network television, cable, all that stuff and getting publishing deals and all that. No voiceover, just music. And, uh, listen to Stern, Howard Stern for, I don't know, by that, at that point, maybe from 93 or four to 2006 when Adam started and he went to satellite and, uh, they announced it and they said, Adam Carolla is taking over and the light bulb went off because I always wanted to get involved, but Stern had a ton of guys who did parodies. Lots of other shows had people. Um, there was a guy named Bubba, the Bubba, the love sponge who I never really listened to, but I know he had like one guy who did all the music. So I was like, well, maybe I could be that guy. You know, maybe I could write, maybe I could, yeah. yeah, I could put stuff together, but I'm like, do I want to be the parody guy? Like I'm a, I'm not a guy in his mom's basement. I'm a, I'm successful. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that dude, you know? And, uh, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. So, and I thought about coming up with a fake name. I, I went down a lot of roads. Um, I listened to the show for a week, got a feel of uh, characters. And back then on KLSX, in 06, you had Adam, of course you had, um, can't think of her name. The, the, uh, the, uh, uh, VH1 chick can't think of her name. She did the news at the time. Kennedy, um, Rachel, Rachel Perry. Oh, oh, Rachel Perry. They were talking about Rachel how Perry. She was. So anyway, <laughs> so Rachel Perry, uh, Dave Damashek was on there doing the sports and you had this guy named Big Tad, who they called Fat Tad. And, and uh, of course, there are a lot of songs about him. Uh, and then Jimmy Brusca, the producer, and, and they had two producers, Angie Fitzsimmons. Anyway, a whole cast of characters. And so I, I picked three or four people and wrote songs about them and sent them in. And the first song they played was a song called um, Big Tad, about Big Tad. And uh, it was to like an old Tom T. Hall song that I knew Adam knew. Um, and uh, they played it and loved it. And I was doing like three or four songs a day for like the first month. Yeah. Um, it was ridiculous. Uh, we were, I mean, to the point where I, at one point I could tell Adam was like, okay, let's enough songs. <laughs> let's, let's, let's take a break. <laughs> so then Mike Lynch uh, went on vacation or he got married, I think, or what I can't, yeah, he got married. And then that's when Brian uh, uh, stepped in and did the uh, sound effects. Yep. And he was so good. I mean, he was so fast. And, that, and basically Lynch came back and he was the head writer and not the sound effects guy anymore. And to be honest, that's Lynch's thing. Like he's so, so good at writing. So they, that's what he did. And, and he started writing the lyrics and that's when the songs really stepped up. Cause I wrote everything before that. And, uh, yeah, when I got his lyrics, then the songs really took off and we didn't do as many. And I think that was better, like four or five a week. And so they were a little more special and we would do more topical stuff. And, uh, I was doing a lot of intros for the show and, uh, you know, all that junk. I mean, this is going back. I met, I met those guys, uh, in Vegas, I think in March of that year. And, and that was it. Were you uh, in we, California at the time? Were you in LA or I you? was, I was in Scottsdale. Um, okay. uh, yeah, I was in Scottsdale. I had moved out there after I left my last, last band in the Northeast that I played in. And I just, I didn't know what to do. My parents had a, had a rental on a, or a, uh, uh, condo on a golf course and uh that they had bought for like winter because uh, I'm, I'm from illinois originally so uh, i was like i'm just gonna go out there and hang out for a couple months i had n i had no idea what to do i had long hair i cut it off i didn't play in a band anymore and i just bummed around for a couple years doing odd jobs I, I didn't know what to do and uh so that's how i ended up in scottsdale and uh and then this i saw this ad one day for television music uh in the in there used to be this magazine in LA. I can't remember the name of it. That's back when magazines mattered. And, 
And uh, I was like, okay, well, maybe I can do music for television. And I sent songs in and that started a career. So that's why I was there. Uh, when I sent stuff to Adam, I was in the middle of going back to LA for the last, well, I was hoping it was the last time. And it didn't end up being the last time. My fourth trip uh, there, living there. Uh, I could only handle it for like two years at a time. And then I always left the city. Felt like I was going crazy. So I, I went out there. Uh, I was going out. I was on my way. I was selling the house that I owned in Scottsdale at the time. And uh, and it just timing worked out. And I was already doing stuff for the show. And and I, I moved out. And then uh, Damashek and I became friends. And we actually had a, well, I say we had a show. It was his show on ESPN. But um, uh, I left the Corolla show doing stuff for them and signed an exclusive deal with ESPN and uh, Dave had the drive time uh, show on and I was his sidekick and I did the sound effects and I did the parodies and you know did the Ed McMahon laugh and all that junk so okay uh, you we know gotta, and then Adam there's just I'm sorry there's so oh, many things it's, there, it's, there's it's so a many. mountain of stuff <laughs> trying to no go through shit. it fast so I, yeah I'm trying to get through no it. well yeah no problem I mean but oh, just 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 so many questions so just early I'll on stop but, and you can go back before you did, uh, before you got involved with Adam's radio show, you you mentioned network television, like mm-hmm. music for that. Like, so what shows? Like, what would we? Oh, there stuff we would hear. Like, here's the here's the funniest part. Hogan's um, family. I could go. Uh, maybe it could have been. Could, could have. I, if you, you did know, I could, Alf. Hey, I, I liked that show. Oh, no, if you did Alf, I'll fuck, back. Oh, I'll, I'll suck little, your dick through this microphone. <laughs> I was sir. a little kid. Oh. I, was, I was too young. Too young. I wasn't doing anything at that point, but. Here, but the thing is, um, or I was really young anyway when Alf was out. But um, uh, but what happened was, uh, yeah, I started. Do, I got publishing deals, and when you get publishing deals, what's great about it? Because I hate most television. So you make music, they just get it placed, and they get fifty percent or sixty percent or forty percent, depending on the deal you cut. Uh, I have fifties and sixties, which are good, and I still have deals. I still do music weekly uh, for publishers, and it gets played all over. Honestly, don't know where it's played until I get my statements. So you until just create, do they say we need you to create something upbeat or electronic or something and oh. you just create it? I mean, what? Yeah. Happened? Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, they tell you a lot of times a show, like for instance, when, um, oh, what the hell was that show? I never watched one episode of it, but it was the, um, uh, it was the, the, the guy, um, the, the, the dudes, uh, the, uh, oh man, they had camo out. They had, um, it was a, oh, affliction. The, no, no, the, the, it was a huge show. The, all the, the Southern accents. Um, oh, uh, was it a trailer sitcom? park? No, it was a, it was like a reality quote, reality show. Um, God, what was the, the Doug dynasty, or? duck dynasty. Right. Are you shitting uh, me? No, I had music, oh, had music on there. Didn't know it until I got my statement, which is eight months later, um, after it plays. Um, so yeah, I never watch any of the stuff, uh, like HDTV. I've been on there probably at this point thousands of plays on there never watched a minute of anything hg tv like home and garden like whatever. all those yeah all those shows on there all the flipping shows and the house shows and the buying homes all that stuff i never watch any of it um in fact my wife was watching um one of those shows one one time and said that sounds a lot like your music and i go well you know last statement i had like you know 200 and some plays on this channel so <laughs> possibly it's you know it's my music so um, but it's just library music. It's just two-minute instrumental music that gets played in pieces, you know, 15 seconds here, 20 seconds, whatever. So, so uh, yeah. Yeah, so what, 
that is cool. So you, they just kind of give you a theme, and you just make it. And you just kind of make a bunch of stuff, or you make well, one, it's and you just it has, send them it has, a bunch of things. It has changed. Um, back in the very late, well, it was ninety nine, two thousand when I started. I guess um, when I started, it was a little different. Like a, a network might contact you and say, "Yeah, we have a show coming up. It's a Christmas special. Can you do this type of song? It's got to be a sound alike, but we don't want it to sound like that." We want to have the same mood. And then they'll contract you and pay you thousands of dollars to do a song that sounds like that. And sometimes I would sing it. Sometimes it would just be music. Or they would put a female on there or whatever. Um, and then you write it and get a credit and all that stuff. So um, I, I did some of those as well. I don't know how much that goes on now. I haven't had those gigs in years. Um, now, the mu- that's why I do voiceover as well, because it's taken up the slack. But um, I, I used to just do music it goes to the publisher the publisher gets it played on television and if it's on network you get paid a lot if it's on cable it's decent it's not great sometimes it's you know it's a few bucks literally um per play um but it adds up and then you get quarterly payments um and sometimes you get a sync fee which is your upfront money and um and that's it so nowadays i do voiceover in the morning i do music in the afternoon some days i have all voiceover some days i have all music but um that's how i spend six days a week at this point yeah, that's then, yeah, that's that is kind of to me. That's fascinating because I just you just don't know how that stuff works. You see it all the time, you hear it all the time, right. every show you watch, whatever, but you don't really know, yeah, how it gets made. So, and then you wouldn't even know where the where your music was played for months. No, afterwards. no, and 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 look, I mean, I know this sounds cold and like it's a factory and a business, but that's what it turned into. It really has. I mean, you know, I. I I well, that's don't, how you know you've made it. Well, that's like, how you I don't just, even care. I'm gonna, you really can't yeah. make, no one can make any money if they're paying like a composer to come in and do every, oh, you know, no. news section, you know, oh, news God. segment intro. So yeah, no. it kind of has to be, right? Yeah. It, it's got to be some jackass like me who can play multiple instruments and, and put something together that sounds like, sort of like what you're looking for. And, and that's really it, you know, kind of jack of all trades, master and none doing what you need them to do. I do have a little bit of an advantage with my voice. I can sing on some of the stuff, so that puts me ahead of some people. But Hell yeah. then there's the, the guys that can do the, all the orchestral stuff. I'm not versed in that. So those guys blow me away, and I don't even go down that road. I used to, but I, I can't compete with those guys. So I do a lot of other things and, and well, uh, stick to my you know, niche. What instruments do you play? And you know, did you have like uh, you know, musical training when you were younger? I mean, you said your dad was uh, in in you know the he was business. a singer. Mm-hmm. He was a singer and kind of a guitar player. I <laughs> could play like five chords. So but, did you just uh, pick things up, or did he put you into programs, or was it just man, kind of a natural? Uh, I will. I will tell you that I that I'm being completely one hundred percent honest. Uh, laziest musician of all time. I never had any lessons. Uh, I don't watch instructional stuff. I didn't grow up listening to guitar players and wanting to be them. Uh, I didn't do any of that stuff. Now, I did want to be a front man for a while. Between the age of 15 and 26, I played lots of live shows, and I was the guy out front. But, and I would play instruments sometimes. I would pick up a guitar, or, you know, whatever, or play a little bit of keyboard uh, on a song. But I just wanted to be out front singing, really. Um, I didn't really care about the instrument part. I could just do it when I grew up. I would pick up a guitar and like, oh, okay, I could figure it out. And then a bass, oh, I could figure it out. And if you can play one one stringed instrument, usually you can pick up others and figure them out. And Mm -hmm. I kind of did that. And, um, 
you know, once I started doing all this music where I needed all the instruments, you know, I picked up this and that, learned a, a few things that I had to learn along the way to get better at this style or that style. And that's it, man. You know, I don't, I don't know how to read music or any of that stuff. I've never. You don't know how? No. Or you? <laughs> I took a yeah, theory. The, the best ones never do. So. I took a theory class years ago. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I didn't do too well. And I, and I, I didn't really retain, retain anything from it. Um, I, I just, uh, and I'm not putting it down. I wish, I, to be honest, here's what I wish musically. I wish I could play the piano well, and I mm-hmm. wish that I knew how to sit down with a piece of music and play it on the piano. I wish that I could do that. Other than that, uh, other than that, oh, and the steel guitar, I wish I could, uh, and I had plenty of opportunities to learn. I could play the lap steel, but I'm talking about pedal steel. I wish I could play that. Can't do it. Yeah. Jaden, yeah. like, Jaden, you're like kindred spirits. Yeah. You're, you're pretty well like, like self taught, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of how yeah, you it's pretty up. much the same. Here, let me just here, go ahead and here you go. Go ahead and hit the mute button, Chris. It's just going to be me and Rich. <laughs> so, Rich, you know, you've been telling on me all this stuff. I totally feel you. And I just, sorry, I'm just kidding. I don't know if you like that song, Do- Dr. Hook. Oh, that's your song. Yeah, this is my this is my new shit right here. It's your it's best part right here. Sweeping man off his feet. Yeah. All right. What's that? What's that snare? <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. I. I. I, I was, that, that's what I was saying. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good. So that's the, that's the band that sings that song, "Sexy Eyes." Sexy eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that. They're they're actually pretty fucking good. No, it's a callback to another episode. But um, okay. Uh, so yeah i mean i that's what i was saying is like all of the best musicians that i know and, and you might agree are not like quote classically trained and by the way the people that say that they are classically trained mm-hmm. i kind of hate are they always yeah. kind of assholes or is it just uh, me? you know i've met guys who have a lot of training and they kind of had to get out of that to have feel um mm-hmm. and then i had no other guys who are all feel like me um, who kind of wish they had a little training because you get in a room with people. Now I don't have to do this in, anymore, but back in the day you get in a room with, I mean, I lived in Nashville for two years after, uh, it's a long road, but, um, I won't take you through all that, but, uh, I, I will, I will give you the, the, uh, the 10 second tour, uh, left Illinois, went to, uh, Florida briefly to full sail university. They weren't ready. So I went to LA out there two years, went back to full sail university in Florida uh, uh, graduated there, went to Nashville for two years, uh, sang on lots of country demos and did all that kind of stuff. My dad had a friend who had a studio down there, worked for him, ended up in a band in the Northeast, played there for a year and a half, and then out of the uh, performing business completely. Um, so, and then lived in Scottsdale and then LA and LA and Scott and back and forth. But the point is, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I've been Hung around real, lots of musicians. Yeah. Yes. And you feel like an idiot. Yes. I mean, when those guys can sit down and just, and down, down there, they have the Nashville number method, which is even, it's shorthand. So those guys know how to read and they know that. And so you're just like, oh my God, what key are we in again? I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, it's when really they name all the chords and stuff like that, like I, 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 same exact thing. Like I said, we're, we're fucking kindred spirits, kindred spirits, Rich. Well, they would say things like just play an F sharp down the fret. Just like a single you, note for me, and I'm like, I don't know where that is. <laughs> oh, really? You don't even know that? Oh, no, I don't. Oh, really? Why don't you play? Why don't you show me what that is? Not for me, but for someone else. No, in the I room. can. I can play now. I I know all. I know where my hands are when I'm playing chords. I'm talking about like just take your finger, slide it down the fretboard, and they would name a note wherever my finger was. I can't do that. 
Oh uh, yeah, you don't know where the root note is. You know the chord, but you don't know where the root note is in the chord. You know, that's kind of tell me what you think about this theory. Rich, mm-hmm. can I call you Rich? Sure. Um, I don't know why. It just always seems like when somebody's leveling with somebody, that's what they always say. Can I call you this or that? Right. Even though I knew full goddamn well what your name is because we talked about it. Well, Damashek calls know. me Dick, so. <laughs> that's what we call our uh, number one groupie. But either way, um, I, uh, once again, another callback. But either way, what what I would say is that there, I, I think that that what you have is kind of more valuable. Just taking, just using your ear and using your your overall feel. There's people out there that are like super, once again, classically trained. They're just a little stiff and they're just a little too by the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like having a coworker that is really good at their job, but just like super stiff and just like not a whole lot of fun to work with. Is that a right. similar kind of thing? Is like. Because because yeah. I always find that those guys are just like very just by the book and they're just well this is the way that blah 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 this is a C uh, mm-hmm. the C suspended minor with a seventh ad yeah you know, it's like I don't fucking care what it is just play what it is if it sounds good it sounds good right. and I always find that the guys like you and and you know me not to toot my own horn but those are always the 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 best guys to to hang with and jam with are the guys that are just there for the 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 fun of it all and they just really enjoy it and they're not so. Uh, I don't know. They're not so like nerdy about the, and there is a place for both of them. I have respect for both sides of it, mm-hmm. but I think that, that what you're saying, you know, cause you're trying to, maybe that you weren't trying to do this, but you're saying you're kind of like selling yourself short saying it's like, I don't know anything about that. There is a magic to that, that I, that I hope that you don't, you know, lose, lose sight of. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that, that is a gift of just having the ear is better than knowing all those chords and, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I have been in, I've been in rooms with both and, and the band I was in, the guitar player definitely, uh, knew all that stuff, but it was never discussed. Um, the only time it was ever discussed is if him and the bass player once in a while would work out a part and they would talk about theory to, to a degree, mm-hmm. but it was never brought up. I mean, if I brought That's an idea cool. and literally I would just play it on the guitar and he would just look at me and he would know what key I'm in or whatever. And we would just go from there. Uh, and I would look at his hands and go, okay, right. And then I would play. So there was never any of that, but, uh, so those guys are great, but yeah, I've been around other guys as well that, and they kind of turn their nose up a little bit, but, um, yeah, that's real, what hey, I'm talking about. Guys like me. Real quick, before we get back to sure. like those different types, what, Th- these bands you're talking about or this band what, what kind of music was it uh, this is you know did you was, cover uh, stuff well, no, well, well, the, well, in, well, in, well nope. in in tennessee it was it was uh it was country obviously but in i was curious about i mean unless it's some unless you were playing in unless you were playing swedish death metal in nashville and i'm just assuming oh you no know. <laughs> what what no what the difference is i was in nashville uh after i got out of full sail i was going to go up there and just do like an internship in a studio and uh, I, which I, I kind of did halfway. Um, but, um, I had a, my dad's friend, um, played, they played music previously. He had a studio down there. So I had that in, but, uh, um, but I met a bunch of other people and started doing, um, like, you know, somebody, a songwriter would write a song, they need a singer for it. And it was 99% country. And I would go in and cut the demo. So they would have something to pitch. So yeah. I was on a lot of the demos they would pitch to people and then have some real singer or a famous person do it. Um, mm-hmm. but I left there and moved up to Pittsburgh. Um, that's where the band, I mean, that's where the guys were, that's where they formed. We went all over, but, 
uh, <clears throat> but I went up there and rehearsed with these guys and I'd met the guy, other guy previous cause I went to MIT in um, LA, um, uh, musicians Institute. And I went there and, uh, when I was 19 and met this guy named Ed and, uh, anyway, we, so I ended up in this band he formed later on. He contacted me in Nashville. He's like, oh, we need a singer, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I went up there and played with them and was like, yeah, this is great. You guys are all great. This is amazing. Uh, it was all original and we played for about a year and a half, four nights a week. And then I got bored and didn't get nervous anymore and felt like I can't do this anymore. I, I, what, for whatever this is, I don't want to do it. So sure. uh, scariest moment of my life. Like, you know, you, that's what you think you're going to do. And then you're you 26. Not, you, you, what kind of, what style of music was that? It was rock. I mean, it was definitely, uh, um, like butt rock or like, but what were your influences? Oh God, we listened to, well, we listened to everything from snob music. Like we listened to Jeff Buckley and we listened to, uh, <laughs> you know, cause when you bring up Jeff Buckley, people are like, all oh, right. Uh, the uh, hallelujah. Yeah. I, that's right. a, one of the most pretentious. I had somebody, Brent, we were stoned and he's like, listen to the way he just lays out exactly what he's doing. In the, in the beginning of the verse, yeah, because he talks about like the chords. He's like, the chords sound the minor fifth, and, la, 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 da, da. and I'm just like, I, it's not that brilliant, but I know yeah. I, I don't I, care. I, about I know that where you're going. Yeah, I know where album, you're going to go. He does have a yeah. lot of good, my friend Eric, um, who's like one of the best music, musicians I've ever met, and uh, had the you know the the luxury of knowing he loves Jeff, Jeff Buckley. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, I got to get past the Hallelujah song. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. He has a lot of good stuff. But yeah, who else? Uh, well, there was at the time, um, there was, um, I mean, everybody in the band, like the drummer listened to like Beastie Boys and, you know, he listened to a lot of hip hop stuff and older hip hop even before that. And he listened to, um, I think, uh, what was the album he had on all the time? It was, uh, da, 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 what was the one with, um, I was the one where they played all the instruments and then sampled themselves. And, uh, I can't remember that album, but anyway, they Beastie Boys. Yeah. Beastie Boys. Uh, okay. he anyway, it was nice knowing you, Rich. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> we have this debate yeah, he, the about drummer, are the Beastie Boys good or not often. Yeah. But the, the band worked out because the bass player was like a deadhead guy, like he liked uh, fish and that, you know, that kind of music. Oh, then, no. Chris is a deadhead. Then the, then the yeah, yeah, well, Mike Lynch, you know, he's a uh, fish. That's his band. Uh, the Adams told the story a million times about going. <laughs> oh, well, that's oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Wait, well, that's a fish head or what, what do you. Fish's head, or yeah, I don't even know what you call. Is that a different? Is that a different? Thing? I think Deadhead is Grateful yeah, Dead. Yeah, no, no, no. Just you Grateful can't. Dead. They're not the same. Yeah, there's plenty of people that love no. the Grateful Dead that you know went after Fish. It didn't work for me. It's kind of Fish is kind of hit or miss, but I do like it's them, different, but, different yeah. thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, if I wanted to watch somebody jump on a mini trampoline and fart into a tuba, <laughs> I could go to fucking you know. <laughs> yeah, that stuff my, gets boring. my dad's house. No. Yeah. This guy was, uh, anyway, so the bass player was like into jam band stuff. Uh, that's what he loved. Um, and then, and he was a hippie and whatever. And then the, um, the guitar player, uh, he liked everything from Zappa to Zeppelin to, you know what I mean? Like he would listen to Black Crows. He would listen to uh, old school country. He, would, sure, he, he sure. was influenced by a million things. Uh, I love that. And, yeah, he was great, and he liked a lot of funky stuff. He liked uh, the Black Album by Prince. You know, he was really into all all different things. And um, back then, we listened to Mother Love Bone when we lived in L.A. And we, um, uh, you know, we were into that uh, that kind so, of stuff. So, we were, so that was mid nine, early mid nineties, probably. Oh, early nineties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen. Mother Love Bone for for those that don't know was basically a wasn't it the people from Pearl Jam? Yeah, and it was the people Pearl from Jam was Soundgarden. 
Pearl Jam without uh, Eddie Vedder, basically. Um, they had a singer who OD'd. Everybody OD'd at that time. Um, uh, yeah. yeah he, You're not he, rock and roll until you fucking OD. Right. That's my grandfather <laughs> exactly. used to say. Yeah, you, you OD and everybody's like, oh, he was so cool. Yeah, um, well, I was going to say, when you said you only knew five, when you said, you're, you said your dad was uh, a, a kind of a guitar player, and you're like, he only knows five chords, and I, right. it took my every ounce of my being to not just interrupt and be like, oh, it was Kurt Cobain? That's your father? <laughs> right. I don't know about you, but I just, I, I'm not a fan of fucking Nirvana. Nirvana. I, I, I was like never, them. Yeah, never a Nirvana fan. Um, okay, good. Uh, like Chris Cornell a lot, didn't love Soundgarden, liked Chris Cornell's other projects that he did, but... um. Oh, uh, yes. Audio Slave. That was good. Because he could wail. And I like his solo stuff, even. I like uh, Temple of the Dog. I like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway. Um, oh, that's who I was thinking about. Temple that of the was, Dog. That was a mixture of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Right. Temple of the Dog. Because Gone Hungry. Oh, Gone Hungry. Oh, oh that yeah, song. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really good songs on that, but uh, some stinkers. But there's a lot of good ones. But th- mm-hmm. that, that, uh, uh, so, you know, like I said, all those things. And then I come from this background. I didn't hear rock music until I was in seventh grade, uh, except for like Elvis, um, <laughs> Chris loves Chuck Elvis, Barry, um, you know, all these other, all, all this old, cause all we had in the house was all this old music that my dad listened to. And so I, I heard, I mean, all I did was listen to Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash. And I mean, it's nice. all I listened to. Uh, Mel Tillis and, you know, all these old school country artists. And then the rock music was that stuff. And then in seventh grade, I don't know, somebody played me like a Metallica album or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's amazing. I just went the complete opposite. So about three years, I just listened to metal. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of metal it out. And I was like, yeah, I better get rid of this and start listening to something else. And then I started yeah. listening to some more blues and different music. How, how long was it before you hit your first joint? After uh, Freshman year. Yeah, so two years. Yeah, that's how it goes. It's like, yeah, man, jam the Metallica, man, and and hit this too while you're at it. First okay. and last, sir. But, oh, uh, was it? You you're know. not a. You're not, you didn't. I don't uh, smoke weed now, but yeah, no, in high school I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, off and on, but uh, but yeah. So when you play when you play sports though, you play football or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. it just doesn't. You know, you're doing those two a days, and you're just like, I can't do this. There's yeah. no way you can crank out all these songs if you were baked all the time either be like ah oh, yeah i'll do that parody some tomorrow. people do some people do it's yeah. not my thing i'm yeah, not known much those of a smoker types. yeah i've known those types like in college like the guys that would just get high all the time and just the prolific you know, homework like, the yeah function the functional <laughs> oh, yeah. smokers i like to call them yeah like, i know dudes yeah. that drink all day and i don't know how oh yeah that's a weird that's yeah that's a very rare I mean, two yeah. glasses of wine at lunch and i'm like i gotta take a nap <laughs> yeah <laughs> something know? about date daytime drinking that yeah. It's great, but man, I, mean, I could do it if out. called upon. But what what position did you play in football? If you don't mind me asking. Oh God, I play. I hate. You know, we're such a football town, man. We won. You know, it's not that way anymore um, for various reasons. But um, this is Arizona or Arkansas? No, no, this is Illinois. I grew up in Illinois. Oh, Illinois. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Southern Illinois, buddy. Um, and I did I, you I, just try to make a Texas? Did you just try to make a Southern accent? No, that's how everybody Texan? talks where I'm from. Okay. Uh, I was about to say. If you look at, listen to me when I was 17, I had, I sounded a little more like this. Just a little bit. Just had a little <laughs> bit of, on the end of my words once in a while, you'd hear a little bit. A little twang? Just a little, yeah. And in fact, yeah. if you listen to my best friend, people are like, he, when I was in Pittsburgh, he came up there when I was playing in a band and spent a couple of days and went to some shows or whatever. <laughs> and and uh, people were like, uh, is this your friend from Nashville? I'm like, no, man, he's from Illinois. And they're like, 
Illinois? I'm like, man, we grew up. I was three hours from Nashville in Illinois. I was on the border. I was on the very yeah. bottom of the state, you know? I people guess people have southern forget, accents. yeah. People forget I mean, that Kentucky that's technically was, the South, yeah. yeah way south from Chicago, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People are like, we we should secede and get away from, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. What are we going to live on? <laughs> like, there's nothing down here but cornfields. In the middle of uh, the country, sure. But yeah, I played, uh, I played um, defensive tackle, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not a big dude either. I'm not 5'10", I weighed 182 pounds in high school. I mean, I was, you know, I was in shape, but yeah. uh, I wasn't, I had no fat, but I was built solid, but I wasn't like, you know, 6'2". And, but, you know, it's a small, it's an 8,000, there's 8,000 people in the town. It's, you know, 3A football, it's mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, we always won the conference and it was just, you know, with the state a lot. And it's like, all right, you got, and, you know, and, and our class had so many good players. We just, nobody went both ways and. Um, mm-hmm. no one played offense uh, and defense both. And so, you know, <laughs> well, if Adam was there, he would have, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, maybe, but For we sure. had a, um, we, we had a coach that was an alcoholic and, um, <laughs> we all did, uh, we found that out <laughs> later, man. I mean, ba- I mean, bad. He got a job at where he, he got a job where he grew up as like a football star and got fired from there. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it didn't work out for him, but, uh, but yeah, so you mean that high school glory doesn't. Right, you know, yeah, take you all the way to the. <laughs> they'll bring you back for a job when you're 48, but you're fired. Yeah, you, gotta, you, you can't keep drinking. You know, you got to stop. Oh but. my god! So anyway, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, you know, whatever. I got out of high school. I couldn't wait to get out, and barely graduated. And uh, thanks to a wrestling coach, I didn't wrestle, but he he gave me me and about seven or eight other kids a break in the class and said, "I'm going to let you retake this test one more time." And nice. uh, we all took it the last day, and he's like, "Okay." You can thank me at graduation. Uh, nice. So I, I wasn't dumb. I just I was just done with school. I just didn't want to be there. And you know I was taking art classes and just anything to get the credits to get yeah. out of class, you know, or get out of school. So, but yeah. So anyway, man, that's just, that's the way it went. But yeah, and it seems like there should be some some other, you know, not to get too far off uh, off topic. We'll get sure. back to it. But it seems like there should be like the the. The, what what would you call it the 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 plan that they have like it doesn't it's just when they're gonna first of all like you said it wasn't because you were dumb it was because you were bored mm-hmm. now they're making you learn things that you don't really care about there should be some sort of plan and I know it's probably more complicated than this to where you can kind of just figure out what you're into in your case maybe maybe you hadn't figured it out yet but you know just kind of geared more towards audio production or, um, you know, uh, maybe just like theater porn, or, right. or yeah, yeah. Tranny porn, tranny sure. midget porn, right. art porn, whatever you were into, you know, creating content. And then there's the more, the more mechanical route, there's computer science kind of, you know what yeah. I mean? So there's, there's broad, um, and I think maybe there are places Chris might know. I mean, have you heard of this? There's like high schools that <laughs> start doing the whole, um, special skills or what do you call it? Like trade skills. They right. started early and I, I think sure, that's the yeah, way to yeah. go. I mean, so, you know, um, not so, enough, and, not enough of them, but no, there's yeah, no, there's not sh- enough. Should, and, yeah. yeah. Cause for me, it was like, I was just this fucking, you know, I was just completely misunderstood. Like, like you were saying, Rich, it was like, it wasn't because you were stupid. It was just because you weren't interested. It you weren't, they, they weren't, you know, they just couldn't, they couldn't keep you interested in it. And yeah. it was like, it was the same thing with me. I went to fucking boot camp. I was technically kind of a, you know, um, uh, uh, 
I was I was misbehaving all the time, and it wasn't because I was a bad person. It was because I was bored. Were you one of those you know, kids that was like scared straight, like on that like Oprah? I actually like, did go to scared straight. Like you have like a guy yelling at you. I did go to scared straight before, like right before they went on MTV. Long you're going to get I, raped, boy. Yeah, well, because <laughs> I lived in Conroe. Shoes. I lived in Conroe, Texas, which is right like 20 minutes away from Huntsville, Texas, which, oh. which is where all the prisons are. Oh, I've are. passed that. Yeah, that that uh, like the prison museum. <laughs> I always see that yeah. sign. Like the. Oh yeah, I was up close and personal with that. But um, either way, so then, uh, so you started listening to to metal. Where did you go after that? Like, uh, probably musically. like Stevie Ray Vaughan and. Uh, uh, okay, you know, I still I, haven't hit that point. I don't know ran, why I haven't hit ran the away from thing. all that. Yeah, I I um I moved to L.A. and and uh, everybody just you know most of the guys that I knew, even though it was ninety whatever, th- there was still spandex and big hair going on in LA, man, they wouldn't let it go. And there were still bands out there playing that garbage, you know, just jumping around and, and they all look like warrant and, and poison. And it's like, man, that stuff, it, it died, but these guys are keeping it going, man. You know, they're like, no dude, I'm 20 or I'm 35 and I got two part-time jobs and you know, I got spandex in the closet and I paid for these wigs and they're just, they're just out there playing horrible songs. And of course, eventually it just, the clubs wouldn't even have them in there. But, um, it's funny cause LA is this huge city, but yet it was so backward in the club scene with music when I lived there, because there were all these bands that I listened to. None of them played the clubs there. It was always these leftovers from the 80s scene. It was, it was weird. You know, what but, bought um, me out today is, uh, like when I have my kids in the car, I, I'll go to like Amazon music and I'll just hit the classic rock sure. station oh don't do that man and you feel old? <laughs> no usually it's well yeah i don't mind i mean usually it's good because it's like zeppelin and uh maybe bruce like early bruce springsteen sure. and right you know crosby stills and nash but then like all of a sudden today it was the first time they started mixing in like motley crew like Warren. Right. i'm like what the fuck is, that's not this, telling you oh no Warren. this is now hey. classic rock oh man this is hey, we, we should we should let Rich know that Chris pretended to like a lot of music back in the day so he could get his dick wet, <laughs> which is hilarious. What was it, Chris? Uh, what, I, I, was it what, Sheriff? Like Rich went into music just for the joy, you know? <laughs> sure, I did. Not for not for like. When I was fifteen, it was all about the arm. Oh, no, right, right, right. Dude, but nobody, nobody. It's. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's it's more. I never listened to anything that I did not absolutely like just to get laid. That's pretty fucking funny. Right, Chris. Right, Chris, or Rich. I, I, I almost said Chris and. Yeah, Rich. I don't think I ever pretended to like. because here's exactly a, here's a secret about me though. Um, Mike Lynch, Adam Carolla. I'm naming people that you know are listening to this to know the names. I could name a lot of my friends, but you're like, who in the hell are they talk? Who's he talking about? Um, <clears throat> yeah, like Andy Rogers is my friend of mine. Uh, but it, yeah, so all the there's guys on the <laughs> show that know ten thousand times more than I do about music. Adam. I've, it's funny because um, I'm trying to think of the band they brought up one time. It wasn't Zeppelin, but somebody brought a band up and they're like, which is your favorite album? And I'm like, I don't know any of those. And they're like, you don't like the band? I'm like, no, they're good. And they're like, well, how do you not know any of the songs? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't. Adam's weird way- because he knows, he has so much information about bands and That's albums deep. that, like I listened to it, but I didn't have like, yeah. uh, you no. know, no. You know, the entire, their entire catalog committed to memory 30 years later, you know? 
I don't want to compare myself to an NFL player or somebody like that. No, please do. Who, who knows the? <laughs> you, you're Ronnie. You're the Ronnie Lott Jerry Jerry Porter, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm the Jerry Porter. No, I that what 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 happened to what happened to 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 me? I think is happens to a lot of people that do something for a living. You just don't have any interest in it anymore. It, it it's sad and it and it kind of sucks. It's just not fun. It, you know, it's oh, like I, I don't Barry buy, Sanders. You're like Barry Sanders. Oh, there you yeah. Go. Barry, Fell out of love. Right. 29 and out, guys. Ricky Martin. No, no, no. <laughs> Ricky Williams. Just like, just like <laughs> yeah. Ricky Martin. Yeah, Ricky. But, yeah, Rick. I, but it, is, it is true. You, you, who knows the least about the history of any of that stuff? And it's a people that get into it deep. And when people are calling you all day going, hey, can you make something that sounds like this? Hey, can you? The last thing I want to do. You know, I have more fun changing oil on on something or you know wrenching on something or or something like that than i do in my studio playing i can't wait to leave you know i can't wait to get out yeah. which sucks becomes a I bit of a chore yeah i used to enjoy it i used to have fun you know that was the fun part of life and for God, how many years now uh 20 99 yeah 20 years i've been making a living at it I wonder that's, what that's called. Like, what's that called? Because I, you were saying that earlier about you were in the band and then it, you know it was mm-hmm. a challenge, I guess. And then you said something like you didn't get nervous anymore and you were over it. Because I've had that about many things in life where I was like, I got to do this, I got to do this. And But then the moment I do that or shortly after, it's like, eh, mm-hmm. eh didn't, well, really, like, didn't really yeah. do it as much as I thought it would. People bring up stand-up comedy just, and they're like, how do you get into it? Well, just start doing it. And you're going to know after a while, who cares about laughs? It's just about getting up there in a, with a microphone and pretending that you're a stand-up. Because after a while, you're going to go, I really love this and I got to get good at it. I got to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you're going to be like, yeah, this isn't for me. Because um, I don't think any of them are that good in the beginning. Bill Burr, I don't care who you mention, they're probably not great the first year they do it. Um, some guys are maybe decent, Eddie Murphy, and but not very many. Um, and I think that's what you have to do with music. Until you play it live, you know, it's, it's how you find out if you have a good song. And you play it live, and you're like, wow, that song really sucks. Uh, if it's an original. Or, you know, because in practice, like, man, that song's amazing. And then you play it yeah. in front of people. And it's not the reaction you get. You can just tell. It's like, this doesn't work. Um, yeah, some songs play differently. They're, they're like, we started calling them like studio songs. Yeah, it was like it. It, it made yeah. sense there. I just yeah. for whatever reason, when we play it live, it just it drags a little. It doesn't have that same like oomph. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, to but be yeah. to be politically uh, incorrect, uh, there the uh, the bass player who was the hippie in the band uh, used to always say um, we had this one song and we thought it was like wow man we can't wait to go in the studio and do this one and we played it live and he's like that is the gayest song. <laughs> ever been a part was it, of I, no you know i have those too yeah sometimes those are the most fun it's like we're like poppy songs yeah I, that makes me wonder like did did y'all ever record it uh yeah we did record that song oh, okay <laughs> we recorded yeah. it uh not too long after that and what was funny is that that was the deciding factor of like yeah this sucks this is so bad oh and it's that was so when commercial. you kind of started falling out of Hey, well, you know, I, I will say this. There, I will defend this song that I've never heard before. And I will say there is a nice balance because what I do is like prog rock type mm-hmm. stuff. 
Okay. Um, so I have songs that are like nine and a half minutes long with like fucking 18 different riffs that like gets Holy middle yeah. and then it gets soft, you know, stuff like that. And then like other songs, I do like some doo-wop type stuff, but there is something to be said for just a good fucking pop song. Now, even me yeah. as, as snobby as you kind of become over the years, I love, uh, I mean, like, I got a ton of shit from one time this this guy uh, that I used to work with. I have a bunch of great stories about this guy. I'm not going to go into it, but he was he was like a huge Led Zeppelin fan. And we're riding together. We're we're working uh, in the pool business, doing repairs and shit. We're riding together, and and I don't know how to say the name. Is it? I think it's Dia Maker by Led Zeppelin or Dyer Maker. It's spelled oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Someone told us how that was pronounced, like DR, DR maker or something. Yeah. I, I thought I was the one that said that because I, I think... I just said D, Well, it's spelled D apostrophe Y-E-R. Is it a German word? No, it's, 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 I, think it's a, I think it's a British way to say, like, like did, you fuck, did you fuck her? Like Jamaica? Oh, okay. Oh, oh Jamaica, right, right. Jamaica. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, right, yeah. Like, or, or, or like, I could never work out if it was... Jamaker or do you make her like would you fuck her right i think it's did you fuck her that's that's my but either way that song came on and i fucking love that song you know yeah. and um this guy gave me fucking shit for like three weeks he's like what the fuck is it like he was he was disgusted like visibly upset when it when it came on there i was like yeah crank this shit up. and he just fucking slaps my hand he's like what the fuck are you doing pussy <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is this? And I, but I, I didn't oh, know oh, that. Like, oh, when oh, it came, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can pull it up if you want. My tablet's kind of acting fucked up, but either way, he was fucking disgusted. <laughs> yeah, I like this album. It was like, dude, you can't like. At a certain point, you got to kind of let go of your whatever, like snobby musician kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't, whatever, and just like enjoy the song, you know. And so maybe that was one of those songs. I mean, do you think that's what it was, or did you end up actually hating it? Put it this way: it made um, what was the song? Uh, Only want to be with you. I only want to be with you. It made that Hootie in the. Bus. It made Hootie. that song sound like Slayer. It sounded like a okay. Well, first commercial. of all, that's not a good song. That's a, no. It that might be a bad example for. It's, it's a horrible song, and that's my point. Is it? You would listen to that every day. I mean, I'm serious. It, it okay, was, well, see, you might just be being your own worst critic now. Maybe. I mean, we all agreed. We all looked at each other and went, wow, let's not even talk about this anymore. So the stoner was right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We all looked oh, at each other. Shit. We we all had this thought of what it was at the time. <laughs> it's, it's, I think bands go through this and in, 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 you have growing pains. We'd been together about eight months, and I think we started writing really cohesive stuff. And at some point, I wrote it. I brought it to them. And they were like, wow, that's, and they couldn't get it out of their head. And they were singing it at night and all this stuff. And they'd go home and everything. <laughs> and then we added these harmonies in, we did all this stuff. And when we, it was done, I was like, what, what did we just do? It's like, we, we went into a lab and created a monster. That, okay. You know, it was, it was just bad. It was bad. Dude, okay. No, you know what? I stand by this song that I've never heard. Okay. Yeah. it's, it's We a need to go song. back and recreate this. The thing is, I have this theory. Me and my friend Eric were just talking about this the other night, drunkenly, in the middle of the fucking, like, fucking, like, two in the morning. What it is, uh, my theory on this, anyway, at a certain point, you were in love with the song. Sometimes, I think you just need to trust your instincts. And, because the the hundredth time that you heard it, you might be sick of it, but somebody's going to hear it for the first time, and it's going to bring them as much joy as it did kind of the first time that you heard it. 
Yeah. So sometimes you have to like look past your own kind of judgment of your your own shit. Does this make sense? Like, I'm just thinking of some of the people we played it for. I, I don't think anybody said anything, but like, yeah, it's kind of cheesy. I mean, it's you know, uh, okay. like the first time they heard it. Because here, here's what happened. Like, I, like I said, it's we got to the point where I think we felt like we're a band and we're gonna we're playing all these shows and we're accomplished. And you know, even though we were super young you know, mid twenties, we were thinking you get paranoid. You're like, my own be 30. I'm still going to be doing this in the clubs. Nobody cares. Yeah. And you start writing commercial is, yeah. is com- And I was listening to the most commercial stuff, any direction I could go in the song. It's like, well, that, that's not catchy enough. And the song was kind of like all these bad ideas in one <laughs> song. And I think another band could have done it. It, it, that that song's way hardcore compared to this thing. I mean, it was, it yeah, no, like, I, I actually like that song. I was just joking. I was that was an Adam reference because he hates it so much. If you took the uh, if you took all of uh, what was the song I mentioned by Hootie and the Blowfish, if you took that I song want to be with you. and put it on like, um, uh, remember the uh, um, what was the uh, the the one where the Black Crows are really hitting the drugs hard? Um, oh, Angels of the Sun or. Uh, Oh no! Was it Omaha or Mr. Jones? The one Jones? where they had like the girl with the bikini with the. I think it was Mr. Jones. Like Mr. Jones, tell me. No, that's oh, wait, a oh, different band. Oh, that was. Wait, who was that? That's a different band. Yeah, I can't. Think crows. That. Oh, that was Counting Crows. Counting Fuck. Crows. Right. I don't know much about Black Crows, but yeah, um, Black Crows are Black like crows you know they're doing like, it's like hard blues, you know, like uh, distorted guitars, hard blues, and you know whatever, and. It would be like if you took one of those albums and put that Hootie and the Blowfish song in the middle. That's what it ended up because we play all these other songs and we get to that one and it was just like, what are we? So yeah, that was our, that was our, um, but that's not what made me. I just literally found through doing it so much because um, it was the first band I played that many shows and stuff. I just, best band I'd been with, guys I wanted to be with, good music, loved it didn't want to play live shows anymore, bored with uh-huh. it and just didn't want to be a live musician. And as a last show I ever played in a club with a band. So, and, and you never found any, any other, or did you ever find another band that was kind of like comparable no, to the, to the relationship that you had with them? I just had no desire to play in a band. Uh, in fact, yeah, I, I know I, I'm, we're in the exact same boat. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's a lot of pain in the ass riding around, you know, unloading the gear fucking mm-hmm. getting more drunk than you planned on then you gotta fucking drive home with all this shit <laughs> right. there's some snaggletooth bitch like hugging your thigh you know um you know what yeah it, it's just a kind of a no. it, it boiled down to this i had long talks with everybody because they were like oh this sucks i had long talks with them and it and it boils down to i'm like you guys would do this no matter what uh i went to school with a guy we were we were the same age uh, went to school with him um, at Musicians Institute. He came out there with a with another guy, uh, <clears throat> with this uh, guitar player named Ed. That um, was Ray Luzier. Now he's the drummer for Corn now, and he, we were yes, all. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. He's we're all good. teenagers. We're all in L.A. and and all that stuff. And he, you know, he ended up graduating, and then he was a teacher out there, and he played in a many different bands. He played with David Lee Roth, and then ended up in Corn. Um, and you know, he's got endorsement deals. He's, he's doing great. Um, his dad, his dad's a, a drummer too, right? Uh, Ray's dad. Yeah, I believe so. I could I'm be not, thinking of somebody else. He had a, I he might had be a, thinking of the drummer for Slipknot. Yeah. They had a, they had a farm, I think. And his mom was a teacher. I don't know what his dad did, but 
uh, I'm not for sure. I just remember him talking about practicing in the barn all the time, you know, playing the drum. Uh, yeah, okay, but, sorry. uh, but yeah, so, you know, guys like guys like that, I've heard him say a million times, he goes, yes, I know I'm in corn. I've endorsed my, you know, successful and I'm in my forties and blah, blah, blah. He goes, but he said, if none of this happened, you would find me down on the corner playing in a bar or playing at a wedding reception or whatever. And I'm not that dude. I'm just not, I just, and you got to have that in you to be those guys. I just was not that guy. Everybody yeah. in that room, except for me, had that drive and they're still playing. All of them make a living playing music. L1011 nice. is where the drummer is and Ed tours with bands and plays uh, every day almost. And, and uh, the bass players in a, in a full-time band and they all make a living as musicians. And I do as well, but not live. You know. Yeah, you know, I would probably call you what I call myself is uh, I don't necessarily consider myself a music musician. What I would call you and me is recording artists. Yeah, because well, I guess, we'll, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just you're making cool sounds. I mean, the musicianship is 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 really in your blood. But either way, I I don't want to go too long on that. We had a, a question from um, sure. uh, Rob Castaneda, good uh, good friend of ours, Robbie Spotlight, we call him. He was curious if there was any way, is there like any way that your music is, whether it's original or, or songs, uh, the Corolla stuff, I know it gets weird when it, when it comes to like, uh, selling that mm -hmm. or something, but what he was basically asking, is there a place that we can find all that stuff kind of, um, uh, accumulated in one place? I don't have a definitive answer only. I've been asked this for years and I used to promise people like, Oh, I'll get it all. I never put it up. Um, there's, there's like hundreds of songs. Um, I mean, literally, uh, when we had this banks bracket thing, I went through over 300 tracks. Um, there were 260 actual songs. And then when you add intros and all that junk, I mean, it's way up there. It's crazy. But, um, uh, that's why it was so hard to pick certain, you know, people say, Oh, why'd you leave that one or whatever? It's like, well, I mean, what are you going to, you know, a lot of that stuff people don't relate to. It's about people from back in the day, Teresa Strasser and so forth. Um, you know, in the, on the past show, but, uh, um, but yeah, I, here's the thing. I just got through speaking, uh, to the show about doing a song for something that's coming up with Corolla drinks. And, um, they're, I guess they're going to put a thumb drive out. Um, I don't know how they're going to get it to people or if it's going to happen, but I know it's something they've tossed around. Um, so maybe that, that might be something. Uh, uh, where there's, I don't know how many songs will be on there. I don't know if it's just the Banks bracket songs or they'll add songs. Uh, that might be one way. Um, but one way or another, and Adam's promised this and I've said it a million times, we'll get it up somewhere. It will be somewhere, um, soon. So people can download it. I, I don't think I, as far as payment, I don't know how that's going to work. We went down that yeah, road. Yeah, it gets past. weird. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a lot of legal issues. And so I don't think that's going to happen and I'm not looking for money on this stuff. Um, you know, the show helps me. I, I'm not looking for to sell it on the side and get involved in a whole legal, you know, my business is too doing too well for me to get involved in something. Like that. I don't want to, I don't want them coming after me in any way or, or whatever. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm, uh, but yeah, the songs will be up somewhere at some point that will be accessible and the, and I'll make this promise. The ones that aren't included, uh, I'll make sure they're either on SoundCloud or somewhere where you can get them for free so yeah so what about uh do you have original music or are you just so busy that you 
Uh, I do from anymore. back in the day. Like I had song, like I had a song on the, the I think it was uh, God, songs on a bunch of things, but uh, there was one, uh, there was a song called December Ground that was actually a demo that I recorded on a little digital recorder and I sent it to the guy because he was looking for music for um, One Life to Live on ABC, the soap. And he goes, hey, look, you get plugged in, they'll play it for a couple of years. You know, it's great money. And I go, yeah, a feature, that'd be amazing. And he said, um, he said, so yeah, go ahead and send it to me and uh, I'll see if I like it. So I sent it to him and I said, yeah, uh, well, he, he wrote me an email back. He's like, yeah, they, they loved it and uh, we're good to go. And I go, well, I got to record the real version. He goes, no, no, they got that one. They like it. <laughs> okay. So I had nice. a demo version of a song called December Ground that was on One Life to Live for seven years. Played a nice. couple times every quarter. Yeah, it was good money. It was ridiculous. Uh, but uh, it was a demo. I was me, a key, I played all the instruments on the keyboard except for the acoustic guitar and my voice, of course. Everything else was just uh, off this cheap keyboard. Drums, bass, you know, synth, all this junk. Nice. Well, that, that brings me to, and by the way, uh, Chris, I don't know if you noticed, he, he, his connection like fucked up. I think he's getting hit by a pretty bad storm. I'm messaging him on Facebook. Oh, okay. And, Sorry. Yeah. I yeah, wonder what, what happened. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he, he might be out. Or he fell account, asleep. But... I didn't know if I was boring. <laughs> no. Um, he, yeah, I think his, uh, yeah, he's saying that he got, he's getting hit by a pretty hard storm. I think his lights went out, but, um, where are you way, guys uh, at, by the way, I, I didn't even ask you that. Where are you guys at? Oh, well, I'm, I'm actually, in, did you think we were in the same studio? No, I thought you were okay. in separate spots, but I didn't know. Okay. Where. Yeah, I was just, yeah, that would have been awesome if you did. Um, cause some people have thought that I'm like, yeah, mission accomplished. Um, I'm in Austin and he's in like, uh, like on the outskirts of Dallas. Oh, cool. Okay. So, yeah. I love so, Texas. Um, Texas is great. Oh, it's fucking great. Um, so one question I personally had for you <laughs> was, um, so I have my personal favorite songs. Mm-hmm. One of them is the Eat Your Feelings song, which I love. I forget what the, there's a weird history with that song. The original, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, right, right, yeah. Because there's the weird like Huga Chaga version. Right. Which is weird. Yeah, I left and I then, left that in when we did that version, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> weird that I've become to just enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, I would probably would have been the worst producer ever because the guy would have been like, Hey, you know what we should do at the beginning of this song? I should go hookah chaga, hookah, hookah. It is hookah, weird, hookah. right? It's and weird. I'd be like, no, how about we just leave it being a good song? Right. So maybe I would have made the wrong choice there. But so the instrumentation, do you have, because you always do a really great job of, um, oh, fuck, what is one? Of, what is the other one? Um, uh, the, the, the Stone Pelican song? Because it has uh, like a weird chord progression or something, right? Which one? Uh, uh, the stone pelican. Oh God, that one. Yeah. I hate when I have to hear that one because I always think of, uh, how sick I was when I had to sing that one. Um, really? Oh yeah. It was hard to sing. I, I my voice was shot. Um, well, there's like a weird timing thing going on with that song. Yeah. I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. The original song. Well, both, both like the, the chorus has like this weird, I don't even know. It's like, we call it like a stutter step is what me and some oh, of the guys okay. I play. If you're talking it has about that the- weird, it holds that first note on the chorus for just a little bit longer than you think it should. Yeah. And um, it has like a weird melody. Like the Constant a weird- Craving is the, the, yeah. the, the song we parodied. Right. Yeah. 
comes that, yeah. and then it holds it a little bit longer. Yeah, I always thought that was cool how you managed to do that. So, my question is, you always nail those 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 instru- the the music. You always nail it like very very close because I've recorded a couple uh, cover albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I've recorded one. I'm I'm doing my my new one like here pretty soon. I I usually do a a cover album to gear up for my next original album because you just kind of get in the zone like the workflow or something i don't yeah. know it's weird inspired so yeah it's like you get yeah everything dialed in and whatever for your original record but so what i what i was always impressed by just like being in the industry or whatever so to speak is you always manage to nail down the music really good now do you have somebody helping you with that and you can lie um no in want. fact the secret is i've only made music for these songs probably about 30 percent of the time most of it so I there's instrument oh okay so there's instrumentals out there oh yeah there's a company that i use where you can buy it with any mix you want um really yeah and there and the the other thing that i do and i don't i don't know if it's illegal i'm sure it's not a problem but a lot of times i don't like the instrumentation that much so i'll buy maybe the rhythm track i'll buy the drums and the bass and i'll do everything else um and sometimes I don't like the way it transitions, so I'll do the second part, uh, maybe the chorus or whatever, if I don't think it's strong enough or the guitar tone's weird or whatever. Because a lot of those are done really well, and some of them are bad. Um, and so, But sometimes I don't have time to do that, so I have to use the music. Because that's the other thing. Um, a lot of these are done, I mean, literally. I'm not, I'm not, it's not, a, not trying to brag or, or whatever, but it, literally... For instance, the David Wilde intro. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of those where Lynch and I kept going back and forth with this song that, that David Wilde hated. And we were trying to, <laughs> yeah, we were trying to do a parody for that. And it just wasn't working. And, uh, and then um, I was walking around the grocery store and heard um, this grocery store I used to go to would play all this 80s music. And, uh, and I would hear, I heard, um, I heard this Billy Joel song and I'm like, oh, we're sitting here with David Wilde. That's perfect. I went home, nice. I sat down, didn't even write the lyrics down. I knew them in my head on the way home. And, um, I just, I think I did one take on the vocals, doubled my vocal, uh, digitally. And that was it. And then that was the, so that, that was back to, once I got home, I sent it to Lynch in 20 or 30 minutes. And that was it. Now I bought the music for that. Um, but if I have to do the music and, or if I have to do part of the music or whatever it is, I got to figure out what section it is. And then I got to put it together, uh, and try, try to find, excuse me, the right sounds. <clears throat> and once I do that, might that song might take an hour or two hours, depending on what kind of flow I have and what kind of setup. Cause if I'm set up to do a different type of music and something else is going on, then I might have to delay it until the next morning and record it then for them or, you know, mm-hmm. depending when they need it. So, yeah, but I don't, to be honest, the rule is I don't spend hours and hours and hours and hours working on the parody stuff, you know? Um, yeah. And you, you yeah, and you, you probably shouldn't the most I mean, from, from a, from a, you know, business standpoint, you shouldn't, you shouldn't commit too much time to something that's not really, I mean, we all got to, you know, put food on the table, Yeah, but I, mean, I, I will, I will <laughs> say this. I, I, I will say that it sounds very impressive. I mean, especially from a guy that like I have inside knowledge, I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? So it makes sense. <laughs> Thanks, so what man. you're saying is there's a company where, where they have access to the, um, yeah. you're saying that there's, there's a company where they have access to all the master, uh, 
uh, tracks no. like isolated? No, what they do is they, well, what they do is they hire musicians. I've been hired to do this before. I, I never followed through with it. Uh, I did not want to get involved in making karaoke music, but there's a company. Yeah, oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a company that I use that, um, that I contacted and talked to them or whatever. And they have, what they have is they have a way that you can just pay for it. And then you can pay for, <clears throat> you can pay a little more and you can actually go on there and use their software and everything and mix what you want out of it. They have all the, the tracks. So you can just basically mix it the way you want. And I've done that quite a few times. Like I never use the background vocals because they don't match obviously. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. And then like he's in there shitting, by the way, that song, I came up with the idea for the song <laughs> Lynch wrote the lyrics and I mean, under 15 minutes, which is amazing. And that vocal took, that's probably one that took me an hour, hour and a half just because I, I bought the music for that one as well. And it was all because there was so much synth stuff or whatever. It's at eighties, you know, the drums. Um, so I, I bought the music for that and did a mix on it. And then the vocals, I mean, I probably did six vocal tracks on that thing. It's, it's, it's a, that's a tough one to sing. Yikes. Yeah, by hot. the way, we got we got Chris back. Hey, oh, cool. Welcome, welcome back, Chris. Yeah, we lost uh we lost Chris for a second because of his he's got a storm, pretty gnarly storm going on there. Yeah, what? do you wanna just sorry to break it up, but you wanna kinda catch me up so you guys are talking about we've literally been talking nerding out on music this oh, whole I figured time. that, but, but uh can I asked him I asked him about his um uh you know finding his um his music. He said they're gonna do like a thumb drive or something with right. With, yeah, that that's uh, all the these that's parody the songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would that would be cool. And then you said you have some, you have original stuff out there. I think people are really interested in hearing that stuff, man. For I sure. Mean, well, not not to you know. <clears throat> yeah, the website's going to be. I had the website up for a long time, and then the last two years I've just fallen behind because, and then I just let it go because it was so outdated. Because um, I had I had some voiceover demos on there, and they were from. <laughs> they were <t> They <laughs> were from this. Uh, the only ones that worked anymore, this is so sad. Uh, the only ones that worked anymore were these, because this guy said, hey, can you have demos I can, uh, you know, whatever, because I'm not going to bother you. Don't send me, Just I'll just go to your website. I go, yeah, yeah. And I said, there's some voice, and I wasn't thinking I, I hadn't updated stuff forever. So everything was dead, except for these two ads I did. I'm laughing because of the ridiculous voice um, for this meat market that I did. <clears throat> and this is, I'll try to do the voice. It's really hard to do. I can do it in the morning, but basically I was talking down here in like as low as I could speak. And I was using this ridiculous accent and, um, I can project it more in the mornings and it was this really low voice. And this guy was looking for an upbeat commercial voice <laughs> and I blew like 500 bucks on this like two line ad he had for me and never heard from him again. Anyway, I sent him, so I shut the website down. I'm like, this is bad. And, uh, and I'll get it back up and I'll load as much stuff as I can. Like I did, I did all the, not all, I did a lot of the, um, music for a video game, uh, for a Wii game, uh, years ago. It was called, uh, Battle of the Bands. Uh, not, oh, yeah, yeah. not the greatest game, but, um, I think my, my seven-year-old has it, but, uh, he has a, a Wii from his <laughs> uncle. He has the Switch as well, but he has, he likes those old school games, but. He's got, he's got that game. It's not the greatest game, but I did, if you listen to all the um, hillbilly music, all the redneck uh, versions of like Womp There It Is and all that, I did all that. 
Um, <laughs> oh, wow. It's it's my it's my voice singing all of those songs. Anytime you hear like you know a crazy over the top um, hillbilly voice, that's me singing singing Jesus. those songs. So I had to sing all those, and I had to do all the harmonies. Um, yeah, that was nuts. That that was the hardest job I've ever had. Um, I I auditioned for it by singing um, "Men of Constant Sorrow" or whatever that song was from the movie. Oh yeah, from, oh, yeah, from um, the George Brother Clooney movie, Man of Constant something, Sorrow. something Brother Something. Art thou right? Yeah, I, I am. I love that. That's it. Oh God, I thought that was catchy. All right. And I, yeah, okay. I sang it, and I felt like I nailed the audition. And they got back to me, and they were like, "That's great." And the guys that were producing the music for it, actually, part owner was uh, the dude from Cypress Hill. The um, oh, what's his name? Be the, real. Uh, be be yeah, real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check it. Rumstuck it. That's him. I knew and, that. Somehow. And he. And he was part owner <laughs> that's, that's of that first. part owner of that studio, and um, and and it was very funny. But yeah, they were doing because they had to take all these songs and they had to do every style of music basically for all of these songs. And I got assigned all the hillbilly stuff because I audition. That's the only thing I knew to audition for. So mm-hmm. I because I saw the ad, so I auditioned for it. It was great money. It was a great gig, but God, it was hard. And that's when I was getting at the time I was trying to get prepared to do that ESPN radio show with Dave Damashek and I'd never been mm-hmm. on the air other than calling in and, you know. Oh, I had a, yeah, you have a great radio, you have a great radio voice, by the way. Yeah, I got nothing I don't to know say if anybody's that. ever, I don't know if any, anybody's <laughs> ever told you. Here's, Wait, here's you did, the, right? here, I'll voice, tell you this right now. That is, oh, I'll tell you what, okay. I've, I've heard this I think you got times. plenty to say, we've already done Let's a fucking try. hour. Oh, right. right. Lots to say, but, but, you know. Not about sports. Got to be interesting or funny or you got to be a really good interviewer. Now I think I could interview, but I don't. But I'm not funny. And y- y- there's a million podcasts. You know, five years ago, people were like, "Do a podcast, do a podcast." Yeah, I could fill 30 minutes every week. <laughs> yeah. But what? Who's going to listen? And yeah, why would they? We got to clap him out, Jaden. Yeah. I, well, my my tablet's actually oh. fucked. I don't know what's going on with my tablet, so I can. Yeah, anybody can fart on a xylophone for 20 minutes, right? And that would technically fill time, but yeah, I know what you mean. I think you're what actually about, pretty yeah, funny. I mean, for I, sure, man. You're yeah. You're, don't sell yeah, yourself you're short. Yourself you short do the same thing sure. with your fucking music. What about this this radio yeah, well, show? You said ESPN with Dave Damashek. When was this? Oh uh, seven, yeah, oh seven, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. I was going to LA, and uh, Damashek was still on with. Corolla got fired, replaced by Danny Bonaducci. It's a real story. And um, I remember him emailing me and going, uh, yeah, I just got fired and uh, Danny Bonaducci's replacing me. And I I just laughed <laughs> and I wrote back like, yeah, Mary, it was around the Christmas. Douche. I'm like, Merry Christmas, haha, whatever. And, and oh. uh, he wrote back, he's like, I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, good one. Uh, <laughs> and then I called somebody else from the show and they were like, yeah, uh, Damashek was fired. So was Bruska. So was this person. I'm like, oh my God, the clean house. And uh, they stuck uh, Corolla with uh, Bonaducci, uh, which was... Uh, Who the fuck decided that the kid from fucking Partridge Family was going to be good at radio? Plus, he talks like, like this, and he's like, hey, dude. I mean, that's what it, it was. Every, <laughs> last thing in the morning you want to hear is a guy that's... First of all, he covered himself in Axe body spray. <laughs> shows up. That's not a joke. Sleeveless shirts, cowboy boots. <laughs> shows up every day. And he doing pull ups in the fucking yeah pull ups stands up the whole time never sits <laughs> and Teresa Strasser who's smart and she's really got it together and she's got a good voice and she's and Adam who's funny as hell and Adam you know it's early and Adam's 
you know, he's not full of energy, but he's also not, you know, hey, everybody. He can't stand he's, for that. But, he, but, but he's also trying to like, he's trying to work his way in, you know, he's trying to be cool. You and know? he's trying to. funny. Yeah. And, and he, yeah, he, he would ramp the show up. I felt like he would ramp it up into a good energy and get it going. But Danny, man, from the word go, he's already got 10 cigarettes down and he's covered in Axe body spray. Hey, dude, I'll tell you what happened last night, dude. And it was just like, oh my God. And he'd always tell fake stories about, you know, he laid, laid down his bike or whatever they call it. If, yeah, you, that if you're a cyclist, bullshit. that didn't, happen. you don't crash. You lay down your bike. No, it didn't happen. But that's who he was. You know, that. It, it almost no, felt bad he was for the late. guy because he just like he was, that was an excuse for him being late. Right, he laid down his bike. Yeah, has anybody ever called him Bonadouchey? Oh, because yeah. I feel like that's yeah. is that. Yeah. Oh, that, I didn't man. just I mean, make that up. That okay. If there's any credit you can <laughs> okay, give to Danny Bonaduce is that he is just taking a lifetime of shit. You know, like everybody oh, yeah. mocks oh, God, him, and yeah, he has punching back. He hasn't killed himself yet, so. Give him some credit for no, that. He's a punching bag. I mean, he still does radio, I believe. I, I know he went out to like, uh, I don't know. He went to he went Philadelphia to like for a while. And, uh, yeah, he's all over the place. But yeah, he he, he manages to survive. I mean, radio has been a, a second life for him. But but uh, I don't even know when the hell we were talking about that led to Bonaducci. Dave, but, um, Dave Damish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Check about oh, really yeah, 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 radio yeah. host. Got a God. gig on ESPN radio. So what happened? Yeah. So Dave and I had become friends and I did a bunch of stuff with him on Corolla show, of course. And so, uh, he got, he had a bunch of other offers and things. He went back to, he was a writer for Kimmel and he went back to writing for Kimmel after that. And, uh, so he was doing that and, um, and he was doing radio on the side and, and had one offer in Pittsburgh and that didn't really pan out. He decided, no, I don't want to go to Pittsburgh and good thing. Cause it, the, like most radio stations had just flipped formats because he would have moved back to Pittsburgh and then, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um, you know, six months in. But uh, so ESP or Fox radio or whatever it was, was asking him at the time, like, hey, maybe we could do a later show with you. And then, um, and then ESPN, because it's like high school in LA, um, ESPN's like, well, hey, that good looking girl's interested in him. So what? who's Dave Damashek and what's he doing? And so, they came calling and, and, uh, they got a meeting with him and he said, I'm going to pitch you in the meeting. Is that cool? And I'm like, yeah. So like, I got this guy, he can do production. He can do this and that, whatever. And they're like, oh, that sounds Oh, He'll play live music in the studio. And they're like, that sounds great. And, and they already knew what Dave did sports and all that. So yeah, that's great. So we had another meeting. Um, it was the day after the last playboy mansion show I got to go to, I got to go to three of those. And that was the last one. I remember that because, uh, how I felt. And, uh, so we had a meeting the next day and, uh, met with the guys at ESPN and they signed Dave and, uh, we had a, uh, two year contracts. Uh, he had guaranteed two years. I had one year guaranteed and, uh, uh, contingency clause for the second year. Uh, we were on the air six months. So, <laughs> good, good thing. I signed a contract cause I got out of all my publishing deals for, uh, two years to do that. So, so you got paid nice. for two years. Is that what you're saying? I got paid the first year and then they missed cause radio sucks and everybody in it's, I mean, Adam's not exaggerating there. Oh, that I mean, that's the I whole mean, reason just, why somebody in Philadelphia says Danny Bonadu should, should come here, you know? Yeah. Come on yeah. in, Danny. We'll give you 500 grand. So, so what happened is the, the first year went by and look, not everybody's dumb, but I'm just saying the people behind the scenes, their reason they've been there forever. That same job, same, same, you know, decision-making Adam's joke. My favorite is him talking about a radio program director 
uh, is like a beaver and they only know oh, how to yeah, do one yeah. thing. And if you put a yep. beaver on top of the Empire State yep. Building, he's going to start looking yeah. for wood to build a dam. And that's what, that's why program directors hire Danny Bonaducci because, and bring him in with Corolla because they think, oh yeah, this will be great. No, it's going to be horrible. Um, and Adam make, made the show okay, but Danny was, oh boy. Was I like bad. when anyway, Adam talks How uh, long did that go that. on? I like when Adam says that about Jack Silver oh, and that it, he, yeah. he liked him, but he was just yeah, kind of, yeah, he was just from that, from that mold, right. you know, that not, not a bad yeah. guy. I mean, not a bad guy. It's just, he's that guy though. Just he's, unaware. He just, that's who he is. He doesn't know how to do anything else. Just, yeah, peeps. <laughs> exactly. Does, yeah, does, how, how, how long did the whole, um, uh, Bonaducci, Adam, they, how long were they on the air together? Uh, one year. One year. Okay. D- there, Cause there's a clip on YouTube. It's fucking great where I guess they had recently, like parted ways or whatever. And I guess Bonaducci mm-hmm. called back into the show. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember. And Adam that. just told him on the air. He was like, look, dude, like you're not a bad guy. I will. We'll I don't want to talk about it too much because I, Oh, I it was be. the Van Halen uh, reference where, you know, we're both front men. I think I, that was brought I, maybe, up. I, don't, I, I don't might know. have heard it. That was when we were starting the, uh, I was only there for part of the Bonaducci. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was only so there for sad part of that. to say that term, the Bonaduce era. Yeah, I was only there for part of that. <laughs> and then uh, was it ESPN gig? But yeah, they paid the first year. And then Mike August was uh, acting as my um, uh, representation. And so, you know, I noticed on the contract, I'm like, because I didn't, I, I needed to get publishing deals again. You know, I was like, well, this radio thing's done. Damashek's got two years. He's got to do, they put him on a podcast, which he did amazing, by the way. I mean, you got great ratings immediately they're like how's he getting all these ratings because that's where everything's going podcasting not this and mm-hmm. they didn't understand that but anyway so younger audience listen when you when you want whatever so uh i ended up going back to my house for the last six months and recording like one promo a week for them just to stay you know active and then uh i needed publishing deals so i'm like i gotta get this contract and and so it was like oh the second year's contingency blah 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 so then i uh i'm reading it and i realized oh, they have to give me written notice for them to not pay me the second year. And that date's already gone by. Nice. So I email August and he's like, I think you're right. He goes, well, let's just sit and wait. And when they come to us, we'll say, where's our money? So I said, all right. Great agent. Right. So they, uh, they well, did. You had they to contacted bring it up to August. August. He didn't discover this for you. <laughs> he would have. He oh, would have. Well, he would have okay. if it was, if it went the other, if it was like the opposite, a yeah. good agent would be like, yeah, if you don't, say something then you won't you know right yeah, yeah. oh yeah he would have you know I, this yeah, was he like would have been month. on it if it was the other way around yeah, yeah this was like a month out or something and he would have looked at it at the end but uh <laughs> and found it but i just ha- i was dying to get publishing deals because i was like man i'm out of jobs i wasn't even doing full-time voiceover anything i'd done like two voiceover gigs i did a paul abdul commercial and like one other thing but no other gigs and i was just like i gotta make money and i can't i gotta get out of this contract i can't work so I was just thinking about like, I'll just breach it. I'll just get deals and then they'll break the contract and whatever. But luckily I didn't do that. Um, they missed the, uh, clause and they owed me a second year with a raise and August, uh, went and met with them and said, uh, yeah, we'll accept 50 cents on the dollar, but we want another 10 grand on top of it. And they said, good, get out. And they, they, uh, paid us and we had a nice Christmas. So um, that was it, man. It was, uh, that's radio. That was my, that was my very short lived, uh, 
radio career. Um, I do feel like the show would have moved on, but it, unfortunately, that's, I mean, you're talking about 07, 08, man, the economy was. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we saw the salesmen on our floor, just, there was like five, then there was four, then there was three, then there was two, and then there was one dude trying to sell stuff on the show. And I was doing jingles and we were trying to create stuff to get interest. I mean, it was just, it, you would, every day you'd walk down the hallway, there'd be another office that was dark and yeah. they were just cutting back and, you know, eventually it, uh, it ended. You know, and so, uh, but yeah, Dave moved on to the NFL network and, uh, I'd started doing stuff for them as well. And, um, you know, it's all, so every, every, everybody landed I guess on we're going to skip. Yeah. Past yeah, the I, Paul I, I got Abdul a question commercial. Like what? <laughs> I was just Paul Abdul's greatest hits straight up is what the commercial was called. And that was the first line of it. Paul uh, Abdul. Well, he did the say by the up. bell theme. So he, he landed on his feet. <laughs> no, um, we, 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 uh, want to say good morning. No, um, I got a question for you. What would you, and, uh, well, by the way, what do you, what do you look like on time? Are you good on time? Do you have to, I'm good for about anywhere? another 15. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, one question I do have is what would you be doing if, if you weren't doing this, what do you think would oh, be boy. the next best op- option? Man, oh man. Holy. Oh God. Cause you mentioned wrenching earlier. You said sometimes. Yeah, you, I love the, yeah. I mean, uh, to me, did you get that Porsche you know, that to, Adam, you guys talked about last or week? The Maserati. The Maserati. Um, oh yeah. Laura, Laura wanted me to ask you about that. She, I did she, not she, buy the Maserati that I looked at because number one, it was overpriced. I found that out cause I saw another one for like six grand less. Um, and I wanted to get Adam's take on that, those years, because if it would have been like, oh man, you don't want to buy one with that tranny in it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I had a couple guys contact me. I don't know a lot about Maseratis. All I know, I drove one once when I lived in Scottsdale. I love the sound of that Quadraporte and they're fairly affordable luxury vehicles. They drop in price. I mean, they're like a hundred grand. And then, you know, five years later, you can pick them up for like 28. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, that's, I mean, I know that's 28 grand. It's not nothing, but you know, to have a fun car, I drive a truck around. So to, be a fun car to have and and i was either going to do that or a project car which i may do both if i go with an older maserati but i have a guy that uh, contact me he's like if you can get an older one and get the transmission replaced uh you got a great car and you're going to spend half that like literally you can pick it up for like 17 000. i thought adam told you to so get like, the porsche 928 wasn't that what you guys were talking about no that was the one i i mentioned the porsche 928 from 1978 okay. that i wanted to buy as a project he didn't seem too excited about it. Oh, um, okay. Gotcha. Uh, it is an ugly car, but I used to watch Top Gear. I was a religious Top Gear watcher, and I got obsessed with that car on one of the challenges. And for whatever, I don't know why, you know, it's one of those things, whatever. I got obsessed with the car. I wanted it. But no, I wouldn't be a mechanic. I, no, I would die as a mechanic. But um, uh, I love wrenching on stuff, though, and messing around. I mean, I, I've gotten bored enough where I would go buy... Uh, I would, ca- I would contact a guy on Craigslist and go, I saw you had a mower for sale. I don't need a mower. I've got, you know, three mowers. Like you, uh, I say you have a mower push mower for sale for $30. He's like, yeah, it doesn't run though. I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> Cause that's what I want. And I'm like, it's not locked up. Is it? And he's like, no, that's no, locked up. I'm like, all right, good. So I bring it home and now it's a project. And so every time I take a break, every time I've got a little extra time, 20, 30 minutes, an hour or whatever, I'm out there messing with it with the music on. That, that's just, you know, it's just one of those getaway kind of, I'm not in the studio. I sit on my ass. I'm, you know, whatever yeah. all the time. I like tactile stuff. Uh, so I would yeah, probably do something 
where I could use my hands. I don't know what I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to do roofs. I, I don't want to, I don't want to do construction, but I'd probably some sort of engineering type skill. Maybe, like, you know, yeah. maybe, or, I, or maybe I would get involved in some kind of communications. I do have a big mouth and, uh, like Julia Roberts, <laughs> like we talked about yeah, off the go. air. Chris is not a fan. I didn't say <laughs> Julia Roberts a fan. I just said she has a gigantic mouth. He said she was weird looking. I said, she, I said she's got it. She's see what I got You see what I? She's a strange looking broad. That's all. And I said she had a gigantic mouth. Okay, Rich. You see what I got to deal with? All right. He says how, Julia you know Roberts I'm right. is strange. No, no looking. one's going to disagree with that. I'm going to fall. I'm, gonna I'm fall. watching the Mexican right now. <laughs> I'll fall in between both you guys with this, <laughs> and not. I'm. I'm not trying to. This is how I really feel about. It. Not great looking, sexy. That's how. That's I what I was saying. That's no, pretty much no, you're what wrong. I was saying. No, 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 no. She's beautiful. Not so, like I was just telling Chris, like, yeah, I might not, I might not fuck her right away. I might just stop and like admire her, like really? listening in the moonlight. You know what I mean? Huh. I was saying that I would give her a <laughs> complex first. <laughs> then, yeah, bring, eating disorder. Bring her back yeah. down. Yeah, yeah bring exactly. her back down. That's, that's actually not a bad eating disorder. Okay, that's my go-to. Okay, I stand corrected. Aha. Uh-huh. Anyway, let's yeah, get back to you buying look, a buying yeah. a Maserati yeah. with a tranny in it. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and get somebody get to drive, and then we're going to town in the back seat. Yeah, um, yeah you and Hugh, Hugh Grant are fucking <laughs> high fiving. Oh, jeez. Holy man. Uh, like, that's like, uh, look like, uh, what was it? Marvelous Marvin Hagler in the with a wig. <laughs> and he's, he's, by the way, with one of the hottest chicks in the 90s. Oh, Eliz- uh, yeah. Elizabeth Hurley. She uh, still Hurley. looks amazing. Well, oh, she my was God. banging Tom oh, Sizemore and Bill Clinton. She, so look at her Instagram. Yeah, she she could bang whoever man. the fuck she would. I'd let her give me AIDS. She's so swear hot. to God, so hot, man. She's still. Looks oh my great. God, but anyway. she's sexy. No, oh, Julia yeah, Roberts, yeah. beautiful Elizabeth Hurley. Well, speaking of AIDS, let's bottom. get back to uh, uh, so there's a tranny in the car. His yeah. tranny. <laughs> well, none. I was gonna say Adam Cole <laughs> show, but I have to buy a house first, and then I'm gonna buy uh, some kind of vehicle. I have to buy a house though, and that's gonna be. You know, uh, they're cheaper here, obviously, than L.A. or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But, uh, but uh, I mean, it's Scottsdale, too. Crazy out there. It's like a million dollars for, yeah, you sure. know, something real nice. But, uh, but yeah, here you can get acreage, which is, that was another reason to move back to this part of the country. I was originally going to go to Evansville, Indiana, because that's where all my family migrated from Illinois to. But I like it here better. And, you know, brother-in-law lives here. have been coming here for years. So I'm like, Probably yeah, beautiful country, and, right? I mean, yeah. it's a yeah. It's rolling hills, lakes, golf courses. Um, This place has grown. Well, I was saying this on the show and I was long-winded, but basically it boils down to no one, I mean, not one person except for a teacher and maybe maybe one parent is from here. Everyone we meet, like, yeah, we moved here two years ago. Yeah, we eventually came here. Eventually, it'll yeah, be a town full right. of Bonaducci's, and you'll be like, what the fuck happened? Because <laughs> Austin yeah. has gone through that, obviously. Just Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of that. I got a question for you, just uh, yeah. to, to bring, because uh, bring, I'm in the process of, I'm probably going to be buying a house, like, in the very near future. Mm-hmm. Drum tracks. Okay. It's a thing. Like, how do you go oh, about yeah. getting them? Because I know you said that you... Uh, you get a lot of the the track. This was in Chris. Um, he he went offline for a second, but is it as difficult for everybody else as it seems to be for me to? Because Chris, if you don't, yeah. Uh, for How for those who do, for those who don't know, 
getting drum tracks, first of all, it's hard to find a place to record where you're not being too loud and disturbing anybody. It's hard to get a good sound. It's hard oh. to find the right drummer, right drum right. set. There's all these things recording, you know, you have so you're many inputs. So drum yeah, acoustic drums. Ooh, yeah. So okay. what is your secret to getting some whatever I mean cuz I know you said you some of them are already like mixed and stuff for you but have you had to record um original drum tracks for any of these parodies or even your your original what is your what is your secret to that? What is your workaround? Well, with the, with all the stuff I do for TV and some of the parodies things that I've had to you know like 20 30% of that music. Uh I there's no acoustic drums on any of it. Um, mm. it's all either pad triggered, um, mm -hmm. samples that are real drum samples, but triggered with pads. Um, yeah. uh, there are, uh, I've played some of it with pads with my fingers. I've played it on the keyboard. I've a mixture of all of it. Um, to me that just getting really good, real, I'm in quotes, sounding drums, that's the key. And then trying mm -hmm. to not quantize the hell out of it where it sounds too, Unless that's Ro robotic. What, yeah. Unless that's what they went for. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that was what I did on, on my last album, but, uh, we can both agree. There's nothing better than a great drummer on an acoustic drum. Set. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have that a drum kit. That is the absolute kit, best. But I can't, oh, yeah? okay. I can't, I, I'm, I'm in a rental house in a neighborhood. Yeah. And you I can't, can't really play it. No, I, I, I have the snare and I have it mic'd up. Uh, and I did, I did some marching band stuff a while back and I, and this is insane sounding, but what I did was. I, um, I played all the rolls and all that stuff on the drums on the, um, on the snare and I don't have a marching snare, but I have, you know, I have a couple regular snares. And so I, I played it on this old Slingerland uh, snare and I played all the rolls and all the parts I wanted. And then I took that and I put it into this, um, it's a kind of like a MIDI mapper. And then mm -hmm. I put all that together and then I triggered marching band snare and yeah. it worked out pretty well. It was okay. Um, yeah. and, and, and all of that. But so that's the only acoustic drum I've played in here. And it was still, it sounded like a shotgun going off is so yeah. loud, but, uh, when it's, when it's that quiet, I mean, yeah. When I, I move, yeah, definitely. Uh, mic yeah. it up, get acoustic drums, and then I can mix and match what I want. Um, and you know, with acoustic drums nowadays, you get off a little bit or whatever you can, you don't want to go crazy with it, but you can fix it. And, um, unlike the old days with acoustic drums, so yeah. everything digital. So you know, but yeah, I don't play any acoustic drums at, at the moment and haven't since I've been here two and a half years or whatever. Yeah. So. Well, that's actually the best answer you could give me is just that I'm not alone in my, my struggle. <laughs> if you <laughs> find, cause I, cause I had a V drum set. I had like the dopest Roland yep. V drum set, which yep. as you know, those are thousands. Those are like, that's, that's yep. Chris. I mean, that's like top of the line. Like 3,200. Yeah. Ver, yeah. Oh, dude, I, no, this, this drum set was, I was up in the seven, eight, oh, eight, God, yeah, as far as like crazy. all the add-ons and everything. Oh yeah. So I had the drum module, you know, I had all the, the nice mesh pads and all that. And that's how I did my last record. And what we did was we, we used, um, not to get too, too far off into it because I want to, I want to get into these other, uh, two questions before you, before you got to roll. But, um, what we did was we mixed them just like regular drums and then we, we busted off to, a stereo track to simulate with like some reverb to simulate the overhead mics. Mm, okay. And that actually works. You know, you just bust off yeah. into a, a, a stereo, you know what I'm talking about? And right. so, and it actually ended up sounding really good at visualize the sound by curious FM. Anybody out there listening, but um, it's all concept <laughs> music, whatever curious FM is my music project, but yeah, we did a lot of it. Um, 
virtual drums. And then uh, I actually went back and re-recorded a lot of my first record mm. with a friend of mine, Richie, who, who might be listening. Uh, we went Richie back and recorded with yeah. acoustic drums. Yeah, Richie, Richie Rose, baby. And, um, and it was just like, uh, it was like acoustic drums are the fucking way to go. But uh, before we get, I'll, I'll give give me one. I'll, I'll give Chris one one more question, and then and then I'll take one if you if you have one in mind, Chris, because I know he has to roll. But yeah, um, I was just I was just kind of I think again back to our listeners, Adam Crowley fans are just so curious about the process. So the creativity. Mm-hmm. So walk us through one of the acs parodies like how it works now but maybe start with how it started way back you know when you first started uh-huh. doing this well he did kind of he did kind of cover this well, while while you were off oh, okay the air so he wrote bit. you wrote a but, lot of these originally yeah in the beginning i it wrote. was in conjunction yeah he he started off writing a, a lot of them and then it, him and uh i think you said mike, mike lynch started mm-hmm. teaming up and then they would get tracks from from other people when right, right, maybe yeah. you cut this part out. Uh, that was that was about you, now. Yeah, no, that's like, I mean it's now. Fine. Um, well, now I mean the, obviously there's way less uh, than when we were on because radio you have you know seven minute segments or whatever and so you're you're always going out coming back so there's a lot of you know coming back songs and there's lots of opportunities now you either have to set it up in studio which sometimes is awkward it's like oh there's a Rich Bank song and then they play it uh, and it, I mean you know Adam could have been ranting about L.A. traffic and then. You know, here's a song about, you know, somebody's asshole. So it's kind of, you know what <laughs> so I mean? To it's, you, it's in to you, it's kind of <laughs> awkward to force it in. But to the listeners, it's like, this fits perfectly. Oh, no. Tell you from, it makes me laugh. Yeah. It makes me laugh because it's, it's just it's a funny, it's just such a funny uh, thing. You know, I love it. I, I would rather it be that way than just appear after. Yeah, a I think for us, the, it's, the it's ears funny perk up when it's like, hey, you know, we were talking about something yesterday, like, you know, Brian, bald Brian getting blown or, you know, jerking off in the back of his uncle's rig. <laughs> right. very now Rich Banks very has different. a song about it. It's like, oh, everybody's <laughs> on the edge of their seats listening to this. It's, it's yeah, that, 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 um, that, so the songs basically, I mean, I listen to the show, Lynch listens to the show and then once in a while, and then by the way, Brian and sometimes others will throw in, um, you know, like, Hey, you ever thought about this or how about this song? Um, they'll send you so notes. There's a lot more send you notes. Yeah, I'll get an email from Lynch or a text or whatever and just, you know, it's like, uh, did you hear, you know, whatever, this is what I was thinking or we can't let this pass. We have to do something for it. And, you know, sometimes he's swamped and I'm swamped and it's like, all right, let's figure out something though. Um, and those are really hard because you feel like this deserves something funny. Is it going to be funny? We got one opportunity. It, the time is going to pass. I'm, uh, you know, I've covered in work here. I'm, I'm, I get a mountain of work and Lynch's got, you know, two gigs he's doing and it's like, oh God. So, but we work it out usually some way. And, uh, speaking of, uh, bald boy, that's still one of my favorites. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, I just like doing dumb voices and being oh, able to Oh, that's the breaker, the breaker, breaker one, nine one. Yeah. It's the con. I can't yeah, even explain yeah. that, but that Parody. is, that was my favorite to win the whole, you know. Yeah. You know, I like in the did, grotto, but that's just yeah, I'm back in those set. <laughs> Oh, seven and all what, that. What, what did ended up ended up winning? Uh, downtown it was the, funk. Um, yeah, downtown funk. Oh, I can't stand okay. that. I I like eat. I like uh like we talked about Chris when you when you went off. I like eat your feelings and Stone Pelican. Um, <laughs> Stone Pelican. Uh, That's bad memories for me. The Matt Fonalier and their shitting is great. 
The bald Brian. The bald Brian is the oh, one. Oh, Mangria moment. Me. Yeah. Did, did DF, you do Mangria DFG. moment? That's one of. Oh, Mangria yeah. moments. I forgot the about Led that. Led Zeppelin. Was that? Did you? Did you do the instrumentation on that? I did not. Okay. That one was that. That's one of those that you listen to the original and go, I don't have time to do this. Yeah. The horns and the trying to make it sound that way. I mean, the filters and forget it. No. Yeah. Way. Horns as uh, as we all agree. I mean, it's it's kind of like the the same thing with drum tracks. A great fucking horn section or horn track yeah. is like gold. I yeah. mean, you can get a good acoustic drum set or a good horn section. I mean, that is because guitar and bass and like sure. vocal, like we can make all that happen, you know. Yeah. And I'm more talking to Chris right now. I was just mm-hmm. just letting you know is like it's it it is a real struggle, you know. It's a struggle for um, sure. I just the yeah song, yeah for sure the the uh but yeah like uh, that that's a story that I told. I think I told kind of. I'm not. I was like I said, I was driving, so I'm not sure. How much sense I made when I was talking about the Bald Brian song? It's one that comes up, and I think I brought it up on the on Corolla. You did. But, uh, it uh, basically it's uh, that's one of those where you hear the story, you know there's going to be a song. Um, I wrote the verses immediately, um, and then I recorded them, sent that over to um, sent that over <laughs> over to Lynch, and he's like. He's like, yeah, this is really funny, but we got to put the CB parts in. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I didn't know what to say there. And so he wrote the CB parts, then sent that back to me. And so then I recorded the CB parts and uh, mixed it and sent it back. And then we both had a good laugh and said, yeah, this is, this is going on air. So that, that was it. And the, so that, that's, a, that's a basic process. But there are times that Downtown Funk, I mean, that song, that was probably four of us writing lyrics I, like no we couldn't just like i could think of stuff like you know his balls smell like clam <laughs> like, like i thought of funny stuff <laughs> right right i was like yeah well, make my nose want to retire man blah 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 i'm thinking of these lyrics and i'm writing them down but i'd have all these blank spots and then you know i don't know it was Lock or lynch or somebody would come up with a line and then lynch would add a line and eventually we had a song and i'm like yeah i think it's good enough and we recorded it or i recorded it and then sent it and I really, to be honest, and I don't, it's not like I dislike it. I didn't think that would make this. I didn't think it would the make waves it that it you did. Liked, so the grotto yeah. Oh, yeah. was your, was your top. That, that sentimental just because of that was my first playboy mansion trip. And that's like, you know, growing up as a kid, you're like a playboy mansion, you know? And so, uh, I was able to go to the playboy mansion and, and, uh, uh, three three different times through the show. In fact, the second one was the uh, uh, Donald Trump's Apprentice kickoff, kickoff um, where they did like a combo radio promo, and Trump was there with his uh, wife and his kids, and the promoting the because uh, th- there was no nudity because the network was involved, and so the girls had to be they had to be painted, and they were painted like they were wearing uh, tuxes, you know. Um, handing no, out we don't we don't know that. what it's like to go to the but anyway, mission was, now. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good time. And, and the first one was debauchery, but the, the second and the third were a little more. So, uh, but yeah, so we went, um, used to call it blotto in the grotto when, when he would do those shows. And so we would go there and, and, and yeah, that song was for that first show. I believe it was the first one. I don't think it was the last thing. It was the first, either way. I mean, it was the last one. Ah, man, it's so long ago, but, um, anyway, it was, it was great. And, uh, I just, that one makes me laugh. It's just the, the, the bad Elvis impression with the, the the uh, in, in singing it so earnestly, <laughs> and the original song is such a serious sad yeah, yeah, song, yeah, yeah. and you know we're singing you're, about you're talking about the Bald Brian and, one, 
No, in uh, talking about the in, in the, the grotto, grotto song. Oh, in the grotto. Okay, that was my. Yeah, yeah. That's why that one was my favorite. But there's a, there's a lot of them we didn't even play that I loved that we did about Teresa. They're all horrible. there's no winner. There's no winners. There's no losers in that because they're all. Yeah, they're all. Teresa incredible. had a guy. They're all incredible. There, there's one of them that's not even. I'm barely singing on it. Um, it's clips from the show at the time when Teresa told the story about. Uh, the guy faking to be a strip. He was a fake stripogram guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he just walks in and pulls his <laughs> pants down and starts jerking off. And and uh, my favorite thing move. back then was Adam <laughs> was like, Adam was like, so did you let him finish? That's my grandfather's move. <laughs> That's my favorite. She's like, he's like, so did you let him finish? And she's like, well, yeah, I mean, he, you know. <laughs> That's how you know she's a cool chick. What about, no, one thing I will, I, I yeah. will give you. I'll give you props on is um on the bald Brian one, the CB parts. What people don't realize is you have to do what they call um an EQ like cut. I think is what they call it to get the CB sound. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I you got to cut out. Yeah, I, I could have made that effect better. I remember I started with a phone effect. It was too much. So I basically I think just this is what you're talking about. You're, you're talking right. about actually taking a yeah. Because for for my other podcast, this is this is the not not to cut you off or anything, but there is a difference between doing the post production like EQ cut, like low end cut, mm-hmm. with the high end cut, like yep. a little mid high boost, and then what you just heard was an actual analog rotary phone that's uh, they call it circuit bent mm-hmm. to where they they retrofit it with an XLR cable, and that was the only way that I could find to get because my. Because you said you like Phil Henry, my my show's like si- similar to Phil Henry, and people call in from a phone, and to get that analog sound, yeah, is really hard to achieve in post production. So, but y'all y'all nailed it with the with the with the CB radio. Like people don't take stuff like that into consideration, like how close y'all got to an actual CB radio like frequency range. Yeah, what I wanted to so, do. Yeah, I came. I, I got the sound for the most part with the EQ mixing, messing around with it. But what I, what I didn't do is cause I was trying to get it out cause I want to get it played and you know, whatever. And that was the end of the day when, after everything yeah. else I did and time constraints. Right. Yeah. But I wanted the, you know, that, that sound yeah. that I wanted that kind of sound in it, but I didn't, I didn't have time to mess with it, you know? Um, and, and that would have taken some, that would have taken some feathering and, you know, to get it right. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta cup your hand. Right. That's what you so gotta I, do. You gotta so cup I, your hand over the mic. Uh, so I just, I never, you know, I, I just, it was all done, and I'm like, yeah, the voices are funny enough, and uh, it was like the end of the day, like today, and my voice it goes in and out. It's strong, and then it's weak, strong and weak, um, and and whatever. So because I did a, um, oh god, I did a corporate gig today. Uh, I shouldn't badmouth the corporate gigs, but no one's ever gonna hear this that hires me to do them. Uh, believe me they will not here come on (laughs) sure Uh, come on they're just uh anybody from herbal life listening uh but yeah so they would yes i am actually (laughs) they would do they would they'll give you these scripts man and i'm telling you oh it's brutal you fall i i did a 17 part on asbestos a while back oh now i got paid ridiculous money gagged ridiculous money but i'm explaining every way asbestos can kill you and I'm doing a 30 year history. I mean, it's, it's insane. And then, you know, the next thing you know, you're doing Ashley furniture ads in either French or English. Um, <laughs> and so Ashley furniture. I don't, right. I don't French speak French or English. I don't speak French. It's coffee table. The name, I believe it's uh, what is it? I can't think of the 
the French word now. I've done this ad a million times, but there's a, there's a French word that just means furniture. And, and so that replaces Ashley furniture in the French ad and then the rest of it's the, the rest of the ad. And then the Ashley furniture ad is just me saying Ashley <laughs> home store. But, um, yeah. So I, if you ever hear an Ashley home store ad, that's me. All right. I have to squeeze in but, one uh, more sweet. question that Go everybody ahead, wants man. to Sorry. know. So you don't have to give us a number. Maybe it's just a simple yes or no, but do you get sure. any compensation for all you do for Adam Carolla? Yes, absolutely. Oh, good. I think people sure. would be really happy yeah. to hear that. I mean, that. it's it's a it's a real simple. Oh, that oh, I promised you. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I I just thought of this. Yeah, that's right. Before yeah, the, the show, the I insider I story. Of this. Yeah, right. You did. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Fourth nice wall. Pool. I what what happened? Yeah, I get compensated. It's just a simple invoice. You know, just a simple. Here's what I did. This is the invoice. Blah blah blah. Uh, real easy. But um, the old days. When I started doing the radio show, they had a huge budget on that first show. They had all these people. That's really the reason they fired a lot of people. They had two producers. They had a sports guy, a news person, you know, and they were paying all these guys a lot because they came from very lucrative jobs. I mean, Jimmy Brusco was working on um, all the NFL stuff and Dave Damashek was a writer for uh, Kimmel and, you know, these guys Mm -hmm. were making money, so they had to pay them at least what they were making. So... You know, it was, it was, and of course they're paying Adam millions. So it was, it was a very expensive show. So, um, when they decided to use parody boy for songs, (laughs) uh, me at the time, uh, that's how, that's what I was going to go under in the beginning. I was just going to be, I was just going to call myself parody boy. And I thought they would get a kick out of that. It it seemed funnier at the time. Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, um, like, we got a song from parody boy. Um, but anyway, so what, what, what happened was um, they started using the stuff. And after about, I don't know, 10 plays, uh, I was talking to the producer, Jimmy Brusque at the time, the head producer. And he's like, uh, we got to get compensated. I'm like, yeah, I need to get paid. I mean, this is embarrassing. If I don't, um, at least we have to tell people I am because I have a real career, you know? And people are starting to ask me like, hey, you doing that stuff on Corolla? Because um, a lot of the guys I work with are in LA and they listen to Adam. And they're like, hey, Rich, you're, are you the same? And I would get a lot of that, you know? So, um, and then they're like, oh, that must be awesome. You know, like, well, not really, not, not yet. <laughs> here's what, ended, here's it. Not what, financially. Right. Here's what ended up happening. Well, at least you're getting the exposure and like the, the recognition, I mean, of your peers. I mean, that counts. Oh, for at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Something, yeah. At the time I did get a, I mean, I've gotten a ton of jobs through the show over the years, but. That's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, I was actually telling Chris that earlier. Yeah. Know, it's is the it? corporate world has hired me for, um, I mean. I've gotten a ton just be, and, it, and it's one of those things where, you know, they'll call you up or, or they'll get your email or they contact you through Facebook or they'll follow you on Twitter and you know, what do you do diversity, they'll get a, diversity presentations and like, you know, <laughs> HR, oh, you know, <laughs> yes. the, uh, what's That's the a name no. of the truck stop? I just did that for a, what's the, uh, J, um, Flying J. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying J travel centers. I did all. The, I just did all their diversity training. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. You need you to hire rednecks there, from all different walks of life. If you get a job there, I'll be telling you what's appropriate and what's you inappropriate. Blonde rednecks and yeah. redheaded. Bl- rednecks yeah. So, and- so rich. I. So I, rich. I, I know. I know. We've kept you kind of long. Uh, before we get Chris to close it out, do you have any tool tunes? We have had a. Numerous people want to know what your tool tune is. Oh, your go-to wow, tool really? Tune. 
Why, I mean, you don't really, have to. Joel, if you can't, we didn't start the fire. Uh, I hate no, that I, see, yes! I'm a Peter Cetera yes! guy. When it when it when it comes to Peter Cetera, you I'll can't go I, wrong with the. Oh boy, uh, you know what? I will. Hey, tell think you. think think it over very carefully because the you're 2000 podcast this. episode or the song was based on Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Oh yeah, that was horrible. A horrible song. There's a lot of lyrics in that song. That must have been a, a lot of lyric yeah, writing good, to fill. That good was setup for all your yeah these incredible lyrics. Yeah, Lynch wrote yeah. all that and sent it to me, and I was like, "This is not going to be fun to produce because I'm there's a lot of words and a lot of yeah stuff there's in a lot a of words in that song and a big breath before you sing it so you don't run out." But uh, yeah, but da, da, yeah. Da, 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 da. does he have a does he have a background in music? Just out of curiosity, Lynch he's a huge fan of music, but no, he's just a writer. You know, he just, just natural talent. Okay, yeah, he can just so, write. And he, so um, any, any tool to tunes that come to mind? I will tell are you. you are you a Cardigans fan or? No, it's not even going to be <laughs> in the pop realm. Um, no, I'll tell you this. Put it this way. Try to imagine. I'm. We're there. We're imagining. <laughs> laying in bed with my laptop. Oh no! Never mind. Never uh, mind. Right? No, no. You you want to hear it? And no, porn, no. porn um, hub I, or you porn? Nope. Has nothing to do with YouTube oh, going okay. down a rabbit hole. Snaggletooth porn. And I've done this multiple times. I'll find a video or something, Taylor Swift, but whatever. And the next thing you know, I'm watching. This is a family I, for, show. For about, for about, for about, I, 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 here, here's my tool tune. For about, oh God, I, I would say a good, I mean, in like six months. It was like an obsession for a while. Uh, this is going back though. Um, after the first album really broke, Lady Gaga, her first album really broke, I had never heard any of her music. I had avoided mm -hmm. it somehow. And somebody said, oh man, you know, Lady Gaga is huge or whatever. And I think it was somebody on Corolla brought it up. He had somebody on there talking about it. And I was like, hmm. So I, I went on YouTube and I just typed it in. First thing that came up was a live performance, her playing the piano and singing into a mic dry, no effects no auto-tune or anything like that in Australia, just singing one of her songs on the piano. And it was a different version than all the pop stuff. And I was like, wow, this chick can sing, man. She could play. And the next thing you know, it's like three, it's like three in the morning. And I've watched page after page after page of her live performances, her <laughs> produced music. Oh, all of it. All that, that first, those first, um, um, uh, the, the first album, all that, all that stuff. Uh, uh, what was the guy was the first song, the first hit. Um, that's, a, this is like Oh nine or something, but is, is that who's saying, is, is you guys familiar with any of her stuff? I, poker face. Yeah, poker I face. Don't, that's it. That's I know it. Her yeah, songs, yeah. but I'm sure I've heard them a million times. So you want to hear poker face live. So I went down a, I went down a rabbit hole of Lady Gaga for months. I, I, I couldn't get her songs out of my head. And I got obsessed with watching her play these real poppy produced songs just on the piano doing like a, almost like a Broadway version of these pop songs. And I was like, man, this chick can really sing. Man, she can really play the piano. And I just got obsessed with it. And then yeah. eventually I was like, what, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> What the hell am I listening to every day? No, hey, hey, if you like it, you like it. I mean, um, there was actually a video of a of a of a kid playing. Um, I, was it paparazzi or something like that? Is that's that one Lady of the Gaga? songs? Yeah, paparazzi. There was this there was this video of this kid playing paparazzi at like a talent show, and I was mm -hmm. like, I'm fucking 
emotionally invested. Yeah. I will fucking suck this 13 year old's dick <laughs> oh, right God. now. Swear to God. Hey, here we go. Uh, so Poker Face Live, what did what, you say? Australia? It was Australia. It was the first time. Yeah. And I watched the video like 10 times. And it's not like the best version, probably, but it got me invested in her formula. I thought she was an, get you hooked. I thought she was an auto tune queen who just was doing like a Madonna. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, she's I think legit. early on. And I, realized, I was like Ace. Oh, she's on the Ace piano. Said that she was really talented, you know, naturally talented. Right. So I kind of, that was my first, yeah, maybe my yeah, first she's, experience. She's insanely talented. Anything she would have went into, she would have been successful. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. My, 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 my. But, um, what was the other? Oh, is this your? Is this your Julia Roberts? Is this my Julia Roberts? No, this is his laying in no, bed I, with his laptop. I find her unattractive but talented. What? Uh, no, uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, Michelle or whatever her real name is. I think I she's remember. hot because of her talent. Like, there's something about that. Well, that definitely. singing ability yeah. that, that yeah, she's uh, talented. Her up like five points. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely has. It's not like Jewel, where you know she's kind of hot and she's also really the talented or whatever. Tooth. Yeah. Oh, that tooth. Yeah. yeah, I like the tooth I'm gonna, now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the, I'm gonna find the. Um, oh no! Oh, oh, here it goes. Oh no! Here's it. Here it is. This is what you're. She's wearing about, like right? a weird hat or something. I think. That might be it. This is my acoustic version. Her voice is a little. Oh no! This oh, is that's paparazzi. paparazzi. I've seen that one yeah, too. I, I recognize that one. She's that's like it. A, yeah, a that's Gina that's, baby voice. That was this. That was like the second or third one I listened to. She's just so good. It's it's undeniable that she's a good piano player. Yeah, she's good. And singer. oh yeah, it's nothing better than a great piano. Were we talking player. about tools? So anyway, uh, what do you? Yeah. This would be my tool tune. That'd be my tool album. What do you guys um, think about? Yeah. I will uh, say this. Sia. Yeah, go ahead. What do you guys think about Sia? Oh yeah, Sia's. I've been down that's that rabbit tool. hole many yeah, times. Yeah, that's as well. a good good term for <laughs> a rabbit hole. I would have called she it a freaking whale. Yeah. whale. Rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. She can so whale, Rich, man. We're, Rich, we're coming up on two hours, man. Uh, yeah. You have anything to to plug? Any business website? Oh, anything gosh. like that you know you i don't plug? have my website up so yeah nothing if you want to go to at rich banks music on twitter you can give me a follow but give a sound i guess is if you're listening something? to this you might follow me uh there is a soundcloud account uh with all the god I, I don't even there is i have not updated that thing i'm going there right now i haven't updated that forever uh let me see what it is uh soundcloud's quick. for cons it's fine True. yeah i don't really really haven't met I, you know what it was people would go hey man that uh cover song you you ever do covers i'd be like i don't know name one and be like how about this song so i would do it um yeah there's some stuff on there there's a vo demo i don't know what that's doing on there um no sugar no grain song uh forgot about that one honky avenue is on there that's a good <laughs> one um faith faith lady gaga is Faith. fucking amazing Flaif. she is amazing Flaif. god yeah. damn she's good uh, there's some songs on it. If you go to uh, soundcloud.com slash rich dash banks, you can find uh, some nonsense. There's a cherry pie cover. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Sad the, the, cherry the elevator pie. version. Oh, my God. Oh, that's the right. Somebody version, said, right? can you sing Journey? And so I sang like the first minute of Faithfully because um, that's all I could think of. Uh, 
that song off the soap is on there. December Ground is on Sad there. Sad Cherry Pie is one of the, my all-time favorites. I forget what yeah, Adam, Adam makes called fun it, of the, but, you know. It, the piano is horrible because here's what happened. They called me up. They said, can you do this? We're doing this thing. And I was like, yeah, but it's going to be, I had no studio at the time. I had just moved um, back then and I had moved from one house to another and I had, so I got a keyboard out and hooked it up to a laptop and sat, cause I knew it was just going to be an acoustic thing and sat it up and recorded it in like the main living room. And, um, that's what I came up with. I learned just that main, da -da 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 -da. that was it. And didn't really know the chords very well. And that was kind of one take. And I even ran out of breath on one of the lines, but left it in and that was it. Um, so a combination of screen Adam playing the depressed DJ in China and your sad oh, yeah. depressed cherry pie was just yeah just one for the ages. I think if you go to the SoundCloud thing, there's like a there's a home cover. I think that's a Foo Fighters song that somebody wanted me to do, and I did that song home. I did uh, a song screen. I used to do live all the time when we played. It's by this band named Brad, uh, which was uh, Stone Gossert from Pearl Jam. It was his side project. And yeah, actually, guitar player. Sean Smith, the uh, guitar or the singer of that band, just recently died. Um, so kind of sad news to go out on, but yeah, he. Uh, but I love that band. We used to yeah, cover paparazzi, song. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, no um, so yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, man, uh, dude, thank you so much, Rich. Uh, sure, it man. Was fucking fascinating. I could fucking talk your ear off for yeah, three for days. Sure. But uh, Chris, I guess uh, it's time to bring it home. Yeah, right? thanks. Again, thanks so much for your time and telling us all about your story. I know our listeners are going to be fascinated with to, to hear all this. So, um, yeah, I, I guess to wrap it up, this is Chris saying, get it on. This is Jaden saying, get it on. This is Rich saying, get it on. Chase you down till you love me, Papa, Papa Rossi. I'll be a girl backstage in your show, velvet ropes and guitars, yeah, cause you're my rock star, and we're touring the side.